Hey folks, sorry about last week. Really, well, just preemptively too. Listen, this is an episode that's kind of a long time coming. We purposely dodge political shit almost every week because it's easy for the two of us to slip into political shit and then we just can't find our way out of it. And to be fair to this episode, I think it's going to be a long one. For the first half, it's not political. Uh, so well. if you're someone who listens to us weekly and you don't like our political bent on things, just just turn it off at the halfway point. I honestly think that while we're doing this intro, I think it's fruitless because we're going to you're going to listen to this and cut a lot of and it. cut at least 45 minutes. It'll be a, and it, I have a very particular reason that we'll touch on off air. It'll be a 29 minute episode. No. No, it's going to be very It Heavy, which is the movie we watched tonight, by right. the way. Yeah, the uh, 2017. And by yeah. It Heavy, if you're here and you listen to this, you know you're going to get about eh, 9 to 12 minutes of movie yeah. background. I, I don't know. It's it was, I had a good time. There's. I just feel like this is one of those ones where we came into it and I think there was a level of tiredness. Sure. From the day of working and parenting. Yeah. And... Shit just poured out. Yeah. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see. There might be stuff to cut. There might not be. Uh, Kristen's the only person so far with 33, because I don't know if you've heard 33. There's a lot of cuts. Is, <laughs> and she's, is she, it the most recent? Yeah. Yeah, I listened. Well, I got... Well, yeah, I've listened. Yeah. There's, there's the whole bank story that got cut. There's the whole backstory of the Hocus Pocus dad that got cut. There's a lot of stuff that got cut. <laughs> and I again, credit to me, it's pretty seamless. It's kind of hard to tell. I, you're very, very good because <laughs> I don't remember anything that yeah. we took out. And yeah. it sounds pristine. I know what I'm doing. Uh, wow. there, there might be shit that gets cut on this one. We'll see. Point being, go into this knowing that we talk about it. We talk about food, which is standard. Mm -hmm. We talk about uh, beer. We do some bullshitting as we do. And then at some point we kind of end up in... Something happened. We end up in politics and the war in Afghanistan. And I really want to know why we're not at war with Saudi Arabia. I, it's a real question now. <laughs> but we joked about it like 25 times. And I do want to know, like, why, why didn't we just go there? Because they have loads and loads of money. They have lots of money, but do they, do they have a military? I don't know. I mean, if you beat them, if you beat them down. You take all their shit. You, I mean, imagine what of course, gas we have to be, be careful because the last person that got critical of this disappeared into their own embassy <laughs> and was dismembered and now has very little support from our own president. I don't want to be dismembered by Saudis. If there are Saudis listening, we knew there were some Jordanians at one point. And, and at least one Lebanon. Oh, Lebanese. Not Lebanon. That's the country. Know, I never you don't left this country. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> subscribe, but uh, don't ask me any details. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> this is probably going to be a long one. We might cut some shit. I don't know. I the the trouble with recording the intros right after we do the episode. The intros really need to be recorded after I've produced an episode. <laughs> we can do that. It would be difficult. So. Just, I don't know. If you don't like our political position on things, then just maybe skip this one or listen until you don't like it. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Because despite what I might cut, there's still going to be shit in there yeah. that's political. Oh, oh yeah. Because, like, a good hour of the episode was And again, politics. I had a good time. Sometimes you have to, uh, you, need a, you need a release. 
Yeah, sometimes you just got to blow a load on you the pod. You just got to blow a political load. <laughs> a big red-blue wave. Purple. <laughs> sometimes, big purple sometimes wave. Sometimes you have to unload two magazines and a black teenager. <laughs> See, that should not be in the intro because... There's no context yet, and for the context to come out, they have to listen for two hours and 45 minutes. But I felt threatened. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you did, with his little teeny tiny blade. Just now, I felt really threatened because he gave like me I felt like I had look. to shoot him eight times and then reload. I tried to call the police on him for being in my neighborhood, <laughs> and nobody came, So I and I felt threatened. That ought to be good enough. I'm this white. This isn't even a George Zimmerman joke. That's the, that's the funniest part of it. Yeah. That Coxman. Anywho. Coxman. Uh, you know, we talked about kids. And I will say that's the beautiful thing about having kids, especially at the ages that mine are. They haven't been tainted by the world. Mm-hmm. Adelaide does not see differences in people. She is all about right now American Girl dolls. We got an American Girl doll catalog in the mail back in back in it's October now. Back in the summer. Okay. And it was it was a fall promotion. So it's all American Girl shit with like fall outfits and camping sets and all this shit. Right. And she laser locked on this one particular doll named Emerson. Emerson is Asian with black hair and pigtails and bangs. Okay. And I tried to explain to Adelaide, like gently, it was like the American Girl doll thing, as I understand it. Is you get one that resembles you. Like, that's the whole pitch at that store is you get an American Girl doll that looks like you. And, and she was like, yeah, but I like Emerson. <laughs> like, All right. But what about this one over here with the blondish brownish hair and the same eye color? You're like, I like Emerson. Well, why do you like Emerson? Because she's beautiful. I'm like, okay. All right. Lesbian. <laughs> No, but it was just that, it was that beautiful, honest moment of like, she thinks that she's pretty. She's like, what do you like about her? Like, I like her eyes and I like her hair. Like, all right. And it's just like, to <laughs> don't tarnish my, <laughs> my kid's beautiful innocence. That's what we do. But it's, it's not unlike the fact that like Albert used to carry around a little Moana doll. And I remember one time taking her to the grocery store and, and she's carrying around by the hair because she's like one. And this and this black family looked and they're like, is she carrying around a little black baby doll? And I was like, it's Moana. Like, let's not make a big thing out of it. Like, I know this looks bad, but they're kids and they don't, I mean, they literally don't see color. It's not a big deal. This is just what color Moana is. Yeah. And Emerson's Asian. And that's what we want to tell Santa about. We're already, you know, it's already been a conversation. But, you know, just to the point of everything, like, the great thing about little kids is they're not tarnished by... Who knew white chicks liked Asians as much as white dudes? <laughs> That's crazy. She's all about Emerson. Every And then we got the Christmas... Also, what recently. kind of Asian is named Emerson? Well, that's the thing. They're all American girls, so they all have incredibly American, you know, privileged white girls. I don't girl know if names. I like that. American girl or not, there's not an Asian named Emerson in the whole world. <laughs> well, I'm curious now, what would you name the Asian doll? I don't think you go something super Asian, but like Sue would work. <laughs> uh, Jenna. That, <laughs> I'm just saying there's a lot of names, but I promise you, well, I feel 100% secure 
and the knowledge that there's well, not an Asian woman on this planet named Emerson. Well, this Asian is named Emerson. Well, and I, I love the beauty and innocence of your child. I'm <laughs> simply saying that Emerson the Asian does yeah. not exist. But I like that she's colorblind and likes it. <laughs> well, what was funny is I tried to explain to her, I was like, we can give any of the American girls pigtails. Yeah, but I like Emerson. Like, no, I totally dig that aspect. <laughs> I just don't like the American girl side of this. There's no Asian named Emerson. All right. So find a name. Tomato, like tomato. I said, Sue... Uh, Helen, that's probably a better name. I mean, I know they need American names. Yeah, Jennifer. I'm. I know that. I know a Jennifer. That's an Asian. Susan. Yeah. Right. I Tina. can go down. Tina. Great one. A lot of Tinas that are Asians. I'm just saying yeah. Emerson. That's what a douchebag names their daughter. That's clearly a white American. Yeah. Like yeah. it's kind of like when Leah. This is going to be hitting home. Hopefully, it doesn't listen to this one. But she wanted to name our daughter. Kenneth. <laughs> That's what I imagine. Yeah, like, I know. The, as in Branna. Right. The people <laughs> at American Doll were like, well, we got this Asian one. We kind of need a, a name that goes both ways. Kenneth? No. Emerson. Same thing. Shit. Roll with it. It's dumb. <laughs> it's not a good name. It just doesn't work. But I'm glad that yeah. I'm glad that Adelaide is, uh, that actually is very inspiring. Yeah. Anyways. Enjoy episode 34. <laughs> if you can. <laughs> and we did watch it. Some. Some of it. Anyways, uh, and stay tuned for a word from our sponsors. Enjoy the episode if you're able to. Uh, turn it off if you don't like it. And tune in next week for 35. Holla. Hey, folks. Are you looking for a great deal on a big old deal? Dill. Head on over to adamandeve.com, enter promo code TPTOPOD at checkout, and you'll get 50% off that deal, <laughs> along with three free adult DVDs, a mystery gift, and free shipping on everything. Ooh. Get that big old rubber dick sent to you in style. <laughs> Discreet shipping. Discreet shipping. That's a maybe. Nobody's promising Honestly. that. Honestly. I don't need it to be discreet. I, I would think I kind of want my mail my mailman or my Amazon guy. Yeah. To... I want Adam and Eve to take the dill out of the packaging <laughs> and wrap it tightly in brown paper so yeah. it's an obvious big dick in the mail. I think that would be a better way to, to do it. Yeah. But just to, to, to put a tiny bow, like mm. not even just a tiny little right. yellow ribbon on a huge dill. Right on the tip. Plant it on the door. Yeah. And just that's that's that. I have a grass. If, if it's one of those dills that stick that has the rubber suction cup, they yeah. make those. I'm sure you can get it at adamandeve.com. Yeah. Just put it on my glass window when I walk home. There's I know I got my package. I'll talk right into the microphone. <laughs> Head on over to adamandeve.com. Enter promo code TPTOPOD at checkout. Receive 50% off any one item. Free three free adult DVDs, a free a mystery, mystery gift. gift. That could be anything. We don't know. I mean, what, that could be a, another deal. A mystery gift from AdamandEve.com. I mean, that could, be, could one of, be exciting. Yeah, that could be a cock ring. It could be one of those clip-on clitoris vibrator things. Bag box of magnums. It could be which would you're ready to plow. Be wasted on me. Uh, <laughs> lube. Wasted on the both of us put together. <laughs> Is that too much self-deprecating humor? Maybe. Maybe. For all we know, the free the free mystery gift is a copy of like the second season of the Three Stooges. That would be oh, what a <laughs> gift. Anyways, go to adamandeve.com. Enter TPTO pod at checkout, receive 50% off any one item, three free adult DVDs, a free mystery gift, and free shipping on everything. Support this podcast, get a great deal at a great deal. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>
is starting. It is starting. <laughs> Screaming baby, is it, it on? Yeah. Oh. My bad. Oh, turn the sound off. No, it's okay, because I own this. <laughs> <laughs> so if you buy it on, on Voodoo... If you buy it on Voodoo, you can use the audio whenever you like. Voodoo, please do subscribe. Yeah, Voodoo, please do subscribe. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Otter's Chicken. And LC Dick Wagon Ford. <laughs> we'll hear from those guys later. As well as, I want to announce... The official beer, I think, of this pod thing of ours. And sorry, Superfan Midge, if you're still listening. I don't even think she's listening anymore. The official. This is only the official podcast beer because you don't drink beer, and you actually really like this one. Um, you know, I had, <laughs> I had a really fine Australian microbrew last night, though. <laughs> Fosters, really. Uh, but to your point, I don't. There's very few beers that I enjoy, especially IPAs. Definitely not an IPA. And that's what this is, and it's it. And I you, can and you like it. I find a way to enjoy this IPA. So yes. Sierra Nevada, if you're listening, we do follow you on Instagram. Uh, Sierra Nevada's hazy little thing IPA, very is, very delectable, is the official beer of this pot thing of ours. <coughs> I think it's what I've brought here Five consistently for yeah a while at least. Yeah. yeah, if they sold it in more than a six pack, I'd buy bigger quantities. They don't sell it in a. I've never seen it beyond the little six. I wonder pack. if you could find it in like Total Wine or something. Maybe. Not that we need, honestly, we don't need you to bring anything more than the six over here. Yeah. Because I'm true. usually supplementing it with hammer and sickle vodka. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't, I don't, so that's, that's the thing with me and beer. Yeah. As we start it, or tonight's film. Um, I use beer as kind of that supplement mm. where you're like, I want another shot. <laughs> But I knew I should. I think that shot would be the one. Yeah. That has me pissing in this corner of my bedroom, thinking yeah. that I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So what I'll do. Yeah. Is just have a shot. Uh, no, I have a beer. <laughs> no, I'm gonna do both. Then <laughs> just go or just go yeah. right to bed. Yeah. No, that level of drunkenness reminds me of a time when I was in Athens with a, an old girlfriend and her best friend and some dude she was dating, and I got piss faced, falling it, down. Sorry, it's if that right. was interrupting the sound, I had my secondary fan on, and it might have been causing. Yeah, I feel bad now. Well, we it's only that. been two minutes. We're I know, but we had that one episode where we f- it sounded awful for yeah. like ten. Mi- I'm sorry, you were downtown Athens with an old girlfriend. His face drunk. Yes, <laughs> just falling down, sloppy drunk. Sure. And I, you know, they're they're trying to corral me to maintain some sort of control, get back to the best western that we're all crashing at, and I just walk into some other bar. Sit down, order like a double Jack and Coke, mm. which is not what you need when you're already tripping. <laughs> Can I have a three waters, please? <laughs> and my my girlfriend at the time comes in. She's like, what are you doing? We don't even have any more money for this. <laughs> and I pull out some crumpled ones in my pocket, which fall on the ground. I'm like, what are you talking about? I have tons of money. I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> so... Somebody, I think her friend picked up that drink because I really only did have like four dollars at that point. There was, there was all the cash was gone. Right. And in a in a angry, drunken temper for being cut off, I walked ahead of the group back to our hotel, and I'm the only one with the key to to this hotel room. I let myself in. Door mm. shuts behind me. I pass out face down on the bed. Sure. They're all still like straggling, you know, however many feet behind. Apparently sure. they banged on the door for a while before they eventually went and woke up the building superintendent to let them 
Wow. <laughs> you locked your friends out. I'm, I've locked people out on, on purpose before. Yeah, no, this was just... I, I might have mentioned this in a past pod, but I was at a, a friend's house in the really wonderful town of Milledgeville, Georgia. Mm. Uh, a little bit of sarcasm. I had some good times there. A all little thing, bit. All, all things being said, I wouldn't live there, but I enjoyed my visits. Sure. But I was in a, a friend of mine's house, Super Fan Burke, by the way. Mm. He is official. Yeah. He will hear this next Tuesday because he's officially on the Super Fan train. In fact, he gave us a couple ideas today. We'll, okay. get, we'll get there. Right. I actually liked it. Uh, but we, I was at Superfan Burke's house, and it was like 2.30 in the morning. Don't know how long I've been asleep, but I was sleeping on the sofa. I wake up to see this one guy, this one black guy, one white guy, arguing over who knows black people better. <laughs> now, yeah. on appearances, mm-hmm. there's an edge for one of them. <laughs> but to be honest to the white guy... yeah. He might have been under... I mean, this black guy wasn't that kind of like... He didn't have any black friends. Let's yeah. put it that way. He hung out with a lot of white people. Yeah. So it was kind of like, I don't know, are you... Who would... But, Darius, you vote Republican. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the, the part that was really like... When you wake up and you're in that kind of like, where, what, what? What is this argument? Mm. And you look over and these two fucking waterheads are having this argument and you start to hear so now you're kind of waking up and then you start to hear they're, you know they're drunk I could tell that they were drunk this is yeah. one of those conversations but the one goes ah, the white guy goes I have a black girlfriend I know what it's like to be black <laughs> and the black guy's like no the fuck you don't I'm black motherfucker I don't care who you're dating Yeah. so I didn't care about the argument yeah. in fact I thought it was the dumbest thing I've ever heard but I was like hey take it outside man I'm trying to sleep this is bullshit. It's 2.30 in the morning. What the fuck? So they, oh, our bad, man. We'll go. So they walk outside, and I immediately locked all the doors, front and back. I was like, you're done. You're not coming back in here. I'm not hearing this argument. Wake up the next morning. They're both sleeping on the floor. I have no idea how they got back in the house. I don't know if they called somebody or yeah. broke a window. The uh, clown, just for people following along. Right. Because you know, we talk about the movies we pod. Well, sometimes we do. This if this mo- clown had huge titties at 18, we'd be talking about him. Okay, this Birch. Okay. <laughs> Leave Thor Birch out yeah. of this. Now, your story there, as far as what they were arguing about, reminded me of... There was a few instances, I'll say at like 20 or 21 years old, prior to meeting Kristen, where I went on some Match.com dates. Mm. And I'll never forget one of them. That's a good story. Was some girl from Peachtree City, like, and and she asked to meet me at the Corner Tavern, the one that caught on fire, little yeah. five points. And I met her there with all of her lesbian friends. She okay. was not one, but all of her friends were. Sure. And uh, in the interest of you know just like bringing a buddy. Sorry, I was going <laughs> to ask you about this part. This is a part of the film that always bothers me. But if oh. continue your story. I can come back to it. We can hit pause on the film. So yeah, let's do that, because I want to... Well, can I? Yeah, I can. I brought a buddy of mine, Frank, to, you know, kind of be my wingman. Oh, I've always wanted a friend named Frank. Frank's a great guy. Never had a friend named Frank. And at some point, in the in, you know, you're not only meeting this, this Match.com person that you've chatted with for a while on the internet, you're also meeting their friends, and there's the whole safety thing involved. That's why there's extra people there. Make sure I've been I'm there. I, I went on. A, I went on a one. It wasn't a Match.com, and I'm not trying to interrupt your story, but it was a. It, that's how old this was. This was a, a AIM. Oh wow! Instant Messenger meetup. 
wow, we spoke for two years and all of a sudden she was like, you know what, let's just get together. And I was mm. like, okay. Yeah. And she brought three friends and I was like, that's kind of not fair. Like, just tell <laughs> me you're bringing friends yeah. and I'll bring friends. Yeah. So there's not that like unequal balance of like, there's yeah. four of y'all and me at an Applebee's. Yeah. Now you're sitting on the other side of a booth. Yeah. It, it was kind of like being on Shark pe- Tank. Yeah. With three people staring I felt at like you. I, ha- I felt like I had, I needed like something to to like prove to them they all go to the bathrooms i think i want to blow him no no you shouldn't you shouldn't you're just like you fucking bridges i won't know unless i blow him you do this every time Teresa. you blow him on the first date every time this is why we're here no but, but continue I'm anyways the, an argument around, i won't say an argument a friendly argument erupted over whether or not it's possible for men to give as good a head, give head as well as lesbians do. Mm. And I was like, what well, is your thought on that? Well, they were adamant that like, no, you, you don't, you have no idea what you're doing. And I was like, eh, I've, mm. I don't know about okay, I'm that. I'm going to side, no, I don't mean to, mm-hmm. we're going to side with lesbians on this. Sure. Now, I'm not saying that you don't have your skills. Okay. Yeah. Well, and to be clear, this was not just me. Frank just and, generally, Frank just, and I both were were making the case that some men can be skilled. Well, for this, instance, this is uh, it's a two headed snake here. You well, don't want to be the guy that talks too much about your head giving skills, right? Because that makes it appear like you've got uh, a Trump penis, a little micro, yeah, you know, not micro, yeah, but a little uh, mushroom. Well, and this was penis. a this was a Match dot com, not a Donald Daters or yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, we'll get back to that. Save that. <laughs> Save that. But I'm just only saying it reminds me of a. Of a of a Seinfeld piece where mm. Elaine is trying to convert the gay oh, man. Yeah. And Jerry's trying to explain to her, you you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. He men, gay men yeah. have that equipment. Or actually I think yeah. it was even her saying it. Yeah. They're with it all the time. I'm at an unfair advantage. Yeah. Because, you know, and I think the same thing applies. I mean, these are women with <laughs> vaginas. Yeah. That well, know so the optimal way to uh, to use a word unlock yeah. that vagina. So do you suppose that you would be great at dick sucking? No, <laughs> that's a different thing. It's a different thing. But you know what's good. You couldn't apply it in a. <laughs> Superfan Berksar is going to be disappointed already because we've already moved into <laughs> dick sucking from the men's perspective. Hey, listen, we've been off for like four weeks, it feels well, like. Well, it we has gotta, been a while. It's, we, it has been a while. Like, I've been looking forward to it, hold, but I don't want to just make this about like my dick sucking skills. Cause it, <laughs> let's take a quick pause because we have a cherry pie in the I'm oven. I'm going to actually get to eat dessert on this one. <laughs> and right. we're back. Yeah. WFCK took, yeah. pi- uh, took a pie break. Speaking of uh, uh, cherry pies, we were just checking on one. Yes, we actually have a cherry pie in the oven. No, but what I was going to say... That conversation, there's a friendly debate going on there, and I threw a curveball that none of them were expecting. At the time, my most recent ex-girlfriend, same one with the whole Athens thing, prior to dating me, had only dated women for a number of years. And she made the claim that this guy, <laughs> with two thumbs pointing at his own face... The golden voice. He knew some shit. Or the golden tongue. Yeah. He knew some shit, according to her. And I was like, and she used to be one of you, although I didn't say it that way. <laughs> I don't Which, have a lot of ex. I don't. I mean, I not. I have the experience in in that realm, yeah. but the lesson of that I was debating? told no about taco chorting. Oh, okay. Um, I was told by someone, a woman, mm-hmm. that what you should try to. And this was not a woman I ever performed fellatio on. She was just trying to give me general advice. That's not. 
you wouldn't give a woman fellatio. What is it? Cunnilingus. Cunnilingus. Sorry. Cunnilingus. Yeah. Sorry. Fellatio, fellatio would, be would have applied if she had a dong. Yeah, which we've <laughs> talked about, and we're trying not to. <laughs> which uh, cunnilingus. Anyways, cunnilingus. <laughs> she was telling me what you should try to do is spell out words mm. with your tongue. Yeah. That way you, you don't get any kind of like. She was like, "It's not a hamburger. You're not just down there." Well. <laughs> roast beef sandwich but you know she was like spell out words but all this is really getting off off the rails i didn't want to have such a heavy cunnilingus episode but did you this makes me think did you see the most recent episode of sunny where they solved the bathroom brother i asked you if you had seen it the the fight scene no not that not the fight scene the one where they saw the the bathroom crisis yeah i left i left my ass off when mac Posts a picture of just a bunch of dicks. dicks. And they're like, well, what about for the women? He's like, well, there's a roadkill and a roast beef sandwich to accurately depict what a vagina looks like. <laughs> I have to say, I, I, just to take a very needed right-hand turn, I've been pretty happy with, with this season. It's good. I'm, not, I'm yeah. excited about tonight's episode. I always watch it when, when we wrap up these Wednesday night things. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, that... But I can't tell you... Leah could probably answer this better. I, I probably watched... That little fight scene. Oh, yeah. I'm going to put it at 50 times. And every time I was... <laughs> yeah. And the part that got me, for those... If you're not watching Always Sunny, and we're sorry, tune out for about two seconds. Yeah. But when Charlie runs and just boards that kid into the car, <laughs> yeah. that's the one. Yeah. It's not the Mac throwing yeah. the kids or yeah. beating the kid. It's Charlie just boarding that kid into the car and then mm. beating him mercilessly. Yeah, the beautiful thing about that fight scene is there's some obvious, like fake pot shots because it's kids but then there are some where it's like <laughs> did they really just throw that kid into a cop car the like, other thing I want to say is that Superfan Burke doesn't have cable mm. and I was like I'm going to send you I recorded it on my phone that whole scene oh, and okay. I was like I'm going to send you this without any context because he's a big Always Sunny fan on, on our level just doesn't so have he cable right he's now. not up to date on the season no I think he's but I, uh, I think he's a season and a half down. He he didn't see last season, mm. but he's coming home for Christmas, and there's all kind of parent cable or something. I don't know. But mm. he'll catch up. But I sent him the scene, and he was like, this has to be some kind of, like, flashback or, like, a, a daydream scene. And I was like, it could be, or it might not be. Yeah, no spoilers. I'm not going to spoil it for him. Because he's listening. But, yeah, when Charlie puts that kid into the car with that just hard <laughs> elbow, I... And the thing is, I kind of saw it coming, but yeah. Well, I love that. I mean, he's only a brief. Can- I love that Tyler Labine had was was in it. He's the he's the dad. Yeah, I think he's hilarious in just about everything he does. I wanted to talk about this scene of it. Yeah, though. get back um, to it and away from who's better at sucking dongs. Yeah. Well. <laughs> okay, so you know you got Georgie staring down at, at uh, Pennywise here. The famous first scene. Yeah. Everyone knows Georgie's going to die. Well, and just, I don't want to derail you, but did you know that part of the reason Skarsgård got this is because he can do all this shit with his eyes himself. None of that's computer generated. Well, those aren't. That's definitely some computer generation. He does not have eyes like that. Here is, but when they go sideways, he he does that. That's not fake. Well, that's cool. He did it on Kimmel or one of those late night shows. He moved him in all weird directions. I guess what I, but my problem with the scene is that the old lady comes out on her porch during this heavy rainstorm, sees mm. a tiny child, yeah, hanging out next to a storm drain. Storm drain, yeah, right, and just like makes this face like, eh. yeah, like well, it's a thunderstorm. There's a kid with his head halfway down the drain, like you, and not like a teenager. It's clear this is a very yeah. tiny. 
He's six, maybe. Yeah. Like, and then... Well, when, when the five and, and a half. And when, <laughs> <laughs> oh! Oh, hello! But the thing is, like, once he gets his arm bitten off here in a minute, yep. she comes back out and sees a pool of blood. Yeah. But doesn't make any, like, big moves to... Ooh, that's gruesome. Cat, poor cat. Just to see <laughs> poor this. Poor cat saw everything. Yeah, like this, you know, they allude to what happens to Georgie in the original with Tim mm-hmm. Curry, but they don't show it to this degree. No, you don't see like, Georgie get his arm bitten off and then dragged into the storm yeah, like drain. Yeah, seeing a little kid, like, in that kind of struggle, it's kind of unsettling. See what I'm saying? She was just out there. She saw the kid at the storm drain. Now the kid's gone. Yeah. And there's a pool of blood. The cat clearly knows it. <laughs> but she's just like, oh. Maybe yeah. she goes in there and calls somebody. Maybe I shouldn't judge too hard. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Well, because kids are missing. The town is aware. That's the other problem with Derry. Yeah. Like, who moves there? <laughs> and why don't you move away? If you have a 7 p.m. curfew for your children. Yeah, if I, like, I have two kids, and if all of a sudden, Alpharetta, like. Oh, it's not even all of a sudden. If you remember the, the storyline in both versions, yeah. this has been happening for as long as there's been dairy. Yeah, it's like, uh, I think we should leave this town because, statistically speaking, <laughs> our children will just disappear one day. Like, but where are we going to go? I don't know. Anywhere that's not here. Not dairy. Yeah. And where was dairy? Is this supposed to be Maine, like all of, uh, yeah, all every, of his books? Yeah, everything's yeah. dairy, Maine. Yeah. Uh, I know we already shouted out Otter's Chicken. Mm-hmm. They're our official food sponsor, whether they know it or not. <laughs> I don't know if they want to be, but... But I was going to... I made notes on, like, things I wanted to bring up. I tapped into something during the break because we had all those pre-recorded episodes. <laughs> something that I don't think I've ever maybe uh, put to words that is a favorite meal of mine, but it kind of came back into my memory recently. I love, as far as lunchtime meals go, a cold deli sandwich and hot french fries. Okay. It's a great combination. I usually uh, toast my sandwiches, but I don't usually eat fries. I usually have chips. See, with, I, don't, I don't like chips. You don't like chips? No, you know how there's people that like that say, like, I don't trust someone who doesn't like dogs. Like, I don't trust someone who likes chips more than french fries. Well, let's not be stupid. I like <laughs> french fries more than I like chips, but I'm saying <laughs> I find that it's easier if I go to, to Publix. Well, For our yes. Australian listeners, Publix is a grocery chain yeah. that has amazing deli sandwiches. But and also, when we say chips, we're talking about crisps. Crisps. Yeah, we're not talking about French fries. Yeah, we're talking about fries or Freedom fries. Sure. In the Trump's America, but I'm I'm saying, I, of course, I like fries more. Yeah. But if I grab a pub sub, mm. it. Okay, I could say they do have those amazing potato wedges, but those motherfuckers sit on your stomach for like three days. They're so <laughs> dense. Yeah. They're delicious, but they're so dense. So I, I don't go for those. I'll just grab the little. Lay's bag and, and have some chips with a sandwich. Yeah, see, what I've been doing for lunches is taking a cold, half, a t- pre-making a sub, like turkey, ham, two kinds of cheese, mayo, some pickled jalapenos, based mm. on what you do. Mm. I roll that up tight in cellophane. I take that to work. And when it's like 20 minutes to lunchtime, I'll head to like Chick-fil-A or Wendy's and I'll just get like a one large fry for two bucks then you go get a deli sandwich? No, it's already in the fridge at work. Oh. Then I come back and I make my spread. And I love the combination of just been in the fridge all night and in the fridge at work all day, cold sandwich with some piping hot french fries and ketchup. It's yeah. a fantastic combination. I'll be honest. I, I, don't, I, can, see the, I can see the draw. Because like, when I, I, had this, I had that for lunch today. I had a cold uh, 
leftover half of an Italian sandwich. Mm-hmm. And I, I never, everyone's like, you gonna warm that up? Like, no, I, yeah. love a, I love a cold sandwich. Let me check on this cherry pie. Um, yeah, no. Speaking of Matt and Pert, since you're texting him, he wrote us after 31, and I forgot to respond and only remembered yesterday that he had sent an email. But then I also thought, like, how, how many times can we, can we respond to fans in writing when they say they like an episode? Well, there's the only the one. <laughs> it's not that hard right now. I think well, in the future we would want I know, but 800,000 people sending emails. And, if, but the thing about that is, Matt, even if it got to the point where we were getting 10,000 emails yeah. a week, we're not going to respond to those people. <laughs> we'll respond. Well, my you know thoughts- we haven't heard from? Is Anthony, Anthony Brown, Brown on YouTube. YouTube. Well, that's because both of us fucked his name up a couple of times. Check this out, though. Matt sent me this last <laughs> night. I asked him, is that Jim Beam in a can? Shit. And he said, it's Jim Beam and Coke in a can. So the Australians... They know what they're doing. They're out in front of us, which is pretty much on everything. In terms of responding to Matt when he writes, I like it when we respond via the next episode. Because a lot of times it's just uh, he's saying what he liked... Adding some commentary, making a recommendation, explaining something, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, I could respond in written form, or we could just respond on the next episode of the podcast. He knows we're responding. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He also said no one in Australia drinks uh, Fosters. So there's that. That's good to know. It can't be true, but I see his point. Well, I seem to remember... I am uh, sure there's a stenobum. Charlie Hunnam in the movie Green Street Hooligans. Drank a shitload of Fosters. But that wasn't Australia. That's... No, but Charlie Hunnam's from Australia, isn't he? I don't I think he is. I mean, I could look it up. It was, a, see, it was a UK. Obviously, it was an Eng, a movie set in England because of the... Oh, it's West London. It's West Ham. Yeah, the yeah. Far, the firm and all that. But I believe uh, Charlie Hunnam I'm is... I'm forever blowing bubbles. Do they really sing that? They do. Interesting. The song's old as dirt. It's mm. like, it's not just a song sung by West Ham. It's like a famous folks. Famous folk song. In fact, I was just watching a documentary about the uh, 1919 Black Sox, White Sox, as they were known, the ones that threw the World Series, Shoeless Joe Jackson, mm. the whole theme from Field of Dreams. I don't know if you've Is ever seen Is this the World that. Series that was fixed by Rothstein? Yes. Okay. That was the 1919 uh, White Sox, hence known as the Black Sox, because they all eight of them got kicked out of the game. But the sports writer at the time... Fairly famous, contemporary of Grantland Rice, for those who follow that kind of thing, was on a train with him. Because back then, the, the, the journalists traveled with the players. It was kind of just what you did. They were, the only unwritten rule was you didn't talk shit. Like, today it wouldn't work. Right. Because your journalists, they don't have any qualms about shitting or saying very mean, uh, what the players would see as mean. Yeah. Or, you know, unsightly. But back then, you traveled with those players... And so the only unwritten rule was, hey, you can be with us, you can stay in the hotels with us, you can ride on the trains with us, but, you know, don't don't write any fucked up shit. Yeah, what happens on the bus stays on the but bus. But on that particular train ride, after they had blown a particularly bad game where it was clear something was amiss, mm. one of the guys sang that song, but he changed the words to, I'm forever blowing ball games. <laughs> and he just added more lyrics as it went along. But that song's older. Mm. It's You know, like, Every American song is a British drinking song, right? Yeah. The National Anthem was a British drinking song. Right, I knew that. Like uh, Yankee Doodle Dandy, 
that we sing was a British drinking song. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Coincidentally. Yeah, yeah. And socialism, which is weird. This is weird. I don't think this kid's being forced to do this pageant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. But yeah, every every song we, we like typically comes back to an English drinking song, which makes me happy. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyways. How, how do you, do you think you would do well in a, uh, in a soccer firm, in a football firm fist fight? In a I think, I've, I've asked myself this question based on Green Street Hooligans. Or would you just get the shit beat out of Because you? that's a movie that people, it's not on that kind of like, people like that film. They yeah. talk about Green Street I own it. I, I own it. I love that movie. It's a good film. The only problem I it's a it's actually a really big problem that I have is that you cast Frodo Baggins and tried to make me ever believe that he would be hard in a fight. It, let's just put it this way: if I'm in West London mm-hmm. and the Chelsea Blue Boys are walking up, and I'm with these the Hammers over here from the West West Ham firm, yeah, and you're perusing the crowd of potential combatants, yeah, you're gonna land on Elijah Wood every single time, and you're gonna. 99.9% of the time win that fight. It's yeah. not... The fact that they cast Elijah Wood in that... I have to think there was a better... Because like you said, Charlie Dunham, you look at that guy, he looks hard as nails. Yeah. I'm not really going to go after that dude. Yeah. You look at Elijah Wood, you're like, yeah, all right, Frodo. Yeah. Let's Give let's, me the fucking bees. I, I, I just, I'll be talking shit about that awful movie North the whole time while I'm raining <laughs> blows, you know? But like... Pick your parents now, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Your dad was George Costanza, you little piece of shit. (laughs) But yeah, it's just like, what is the, there's, this is not, why? There had to be somebody else that they could have cast. Had to have been. But to answer your question, I don't know. I think that having been in some fights, I've always been kind of surprised at what, whether sports or fights, what adrenaline can do. Sure. Where you're. I'm not a fighter. I don't think, I think it's dumb. I think it's kind of like that male ego that like, that's why people's like, you don't like UFC? I'm like, no, I don't find it to be that entertaining. I mean, I get that blood sports are as old as there are human beings. Sure. But it doesn't entertain me to watch two dudes, especially two dudes like the ones we get today. These dick swinging Conor McGregor's that just talk shit and do do dumb shit and they're driven by their egos. It's not fun to watch. Yeah. But if I was in that situation where it's like you got your boys behind you mm. and you're and you're fighting for one of the most nonsensical reasons yeah. ever, by the way. My soccer team's better than your soccer yeah. team. It's like, what are you fighting about? <laughs> now, that being said, it's I like have Trekkies always been Star Wars nerds. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which, That's what I'm getting which to. Franchise it's is like better. having said that, if there was like a Georgia firm, I, I mean, it might be Atlanta fun. United. There's not some Atlanta United hooligans out there? I don't I don't think I could fight for Atlanta United. <laughs> It'd be like the Hawks firm, the Atlanta Hawks, the basketball team. That doesn't, that doesn't work. Mm. Here's the other problem I have. Not a problem that I have with this Basketball could film. go away tomorrow, and it would not make any difference to Why me. is this bully in this film? What's wrong with this kid? There's always a bully. <laughs> I know, but this bully seems like... I don't get the opinion. I mean, clearly his mom's not around, so maybe he's got something issue there. He's got an asshole cop dad. Yeah, but it's not. I don't get. The, I never got the feeling that his father like diddled him. Maybe he was a little abusive. Yeah, verbally. Verbally, physically. you never see a physical altercation between him and the kid. Yeah, but it's like what we said in uh, the shitty kid episode. It's learned behavior. He's learning this shit from somewhere. Maybe his cop dad beats up on you know the 
the local minorities. Well, there's only one. <laughs> <laughs> that poor guy. It's <laughs> getting beat up by the father and it's the tough son. Tough to be black in dairy. <laughs> That's what we've learned. This was not. I did not like. This was the one. Oh, the, the Jewish def- kids horror. Yeah, the, yeah what, with what, the deformed what Pennywise lady. gets with him. I yeah. did not like. And by the way, do you know that's a real person? No. Okay, so there's a guy that does these horror films. He's a, he's like six foot nine, mm. probably weighs 140 pounds. Yeah, he's terrifying when he's a normal person. Mm. But he gets cast in all these films because of his long, weird, lanky look. Oh, I wonder, is he at the end of quarantine? Yes. Yeah. The, he's the, he's in that movie. He's in one of the Conjurings. Yeah. He's in like uh, I don't. He's been in any. They said is it Doug Jones? I don't know. Is his that name. It, the because Doug Jones is the zombie from Hocus Pocus. Zombie from Hocus Pocus. Yeah. No, not Billy. Okay. Because no, that, no, this guy. Doug no, Jones. again, this guy is like six foot eight. Well, Doug he's, Jones is very tall. He's no, the, but he's, Doug Jones isn't six foot eight. This guy is six foot eight. And I guess, I'm not kidding when I say he's that kind of skinny that it, it looks like he just came out of Auschwitz. Like it's oh, that, yeah, like, like Christian Bale inverted, in the, the machine. Yes, it's like that inverted stomach. There's no fat. It's all sinew. Yeah, very disturbing. Even when he's a normal person. Yeah, but they cast him in these because he can. He's double jointed, mm-hmm. and he can move his body in weird ways. So they he gets cast in all these weird horror films and he says I absolutely love it. It gives me the ability to like be expressive and I was like I guess if you have a niche you have a niche you know. It's bad enough this guy is built this way. It doesn't help that he shaves his eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, I, I I am gonna if we're gonna do it I will say we disagree on this. Hmm. The 1990 Tim Tim Curry to me is far scarier than this version. This one has this one has the CGI. Yeah, but I think that has more to do with your age at the time you viewed it. <clears throat> no, I've seen it since. I know, but I'm saying if you saw this one at four versus the original one at four, this one might scare you more. Well, we don't. We'll never know. But what but I know about the 1990 was they didn't have the advantage of the CGI, of the up-to-date camera, the ability to do things with these weird spirits. In '90, they scared you with a floating red balloon. Yeah, I mean they scared you. With lighting, they did it in a different way. And I'm sorry. I like what Skarsgård did here. I think yeah. he was an excellent Pennywise. But Tim Curry, this yeah, Tim Curry's great. is his... I won't naysay the first one. I won't say that this one's better. But I don't know that it's scarier. I mean, it's a, the, the, the trouble with all of Stephen King's movies is they're all made for TV. And they have that stink of made for TV on them. What do you mean stink? Some of these films are excellent. They all, they all, they all read and feel like, oh, this never actually was aired in theaters. This you know was, what one this was, was a Sunday was, night special. You know what one really, really got me. The stand. No, uh, there was one that was Langley relatively years. recently, recent, recent, recent. The you even um, had a beer. No, <laughs> uh, it was the one about the fog. The Langoliers. No, no, no. These people all get. The whole town seems like they get ca- caught in this storm of like this fog while they're in a grocery store. Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that one was good, but the one that always gets me is misery because that shit rings true. Is it's kind of like Kathy Bates. Yeah, I've never seen that. Oh, dude, it's a different level. It, James Con. You, you honestly don't look at it the same as horror, but there's really no other way to look at it because it's the to me the and we've talked about this. You in know, the past. Rob, I think Rob Reiner directed that. Did you Maybe know that? he did. I don't know. James James Con, 
Kathy I'm, Bates. I think Rob Reiner directed that. Maybe. It's one of those like weird, like, really? Like the Harry Met Sally guy? When she when she puts the board between his two ankles mm-hmm. and then just snaps him with a sledgehammer so he can't get away. Yeah. There's not I, I can't as a kid, that was scarier. And it yeah. gets back to like the reason I find Halloween to be you don't like it, but I find Halloween to be far more frightening than most horror films because to me, it is there an element of reality there. Yeah. Where a crazy person just puts on a mask goes about town without any supernatural powers yeah, and just kills people randomly. Well, that to me... After that first movie... I know that after the first movie it got ridiculous. It's like he gets decapitated in, I think, H2O, and they still made like nine more after I, it. I know that. But I'm saying the first one with that... I mean, the soundtrack is everything. Yeah. When I hear that soundtrack, I get bristles. There was a great... There was a rapper, couldn't tell you who it was, when I was in high school that used that. And it was like, dude, that is so perfect to have as a as a, a kind of like a remix. But uh, <laughs> anywho, Stephen King. I mean, I, some of it's weird. Some of it's absolutely. I I know we joked about it. I think The Shining is a great movie. It just happens to be five and a half hours long, and the pacing takes a bit. I don't see. I don't ever even associate that with Stephen King. I, I only associate that with Stanley Kubrick. Because Fair of, enough. because of the film, but I will say, but that's the thing about Stephen King is that, like, while his works are famous and he's done amazing things and he's a legend, I don't think his best work was ever horror. I think his best work was uh, Stand by Me, which was actually a short. I love no- that movie. It was a short novella called The Body. Mm-hmm. I think that's his best work. I think that that and The Green Mile, which also rarely gets associated with Stephen King, is mm. one of his best works. And those aren't horrors; those are just. It's just good writing. Yeah, no, I love Stand By Me. That was like a childhood movie I watched on the regular. I would say Stand, Stand By Me is one of those movies where I get teary-eyed every time I watch it. Just because I think we might have been... Who said you was, had a fat one, LaChance? <laughs> yeah. We might have been that last generation. I, and I hope it isn't true. Mm-hmm. But we might have been that last generation that went outside. With the and, loony for a father? <laughs> My dad said a bitch to do that. Loony, loony, loony. Chopper, sick balls. But like that whole movie just was great. And it just kind of, it just hits me in the in the childhood feels. Yeah. Because we, I did, we did stay out all day. And we did decide, let's camp out at night. And yeah. we did go do dumb shit and get ourselves in bad. We never had a 45 <laughs> that we pulled on Kiefer yeah. Sutherland or anything. Also a big plot hole there. <laughs> Family Guy talked about that. I don't know if you've ever seen that episode of Family Guy. I think I have. Where he's like, yeah, but he just come back. It's not like he moves from the town and yeah. forgets this. You just pulled a gun on the, on what was his name? Snakes or something? I can't remember. I don't know. I just remember the, his right-hand man was Eyeball because they had a fucked yeah. up Eyeball. Yeah. But like, it, that's he's just going to come back. It's not like you pulled a gun on him. Yeah. But. Um, My pennies. I saved up pennies. <laughs> what you get? Yeah, you got fat Chris O'Donnell. Or not Chris. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. I always do this. Jerry O'Connell, the uh, the other Phoenix. Oh, the Rivers. The, the better Phoenix. Yeah. The better Phoenix. <laughs> Speaking uh, of which, are you... Uh, Corey Feldman. What happened there? Yeah, I don't know what happened there. And then Will Wheaton. <laughs> Will Wheaton. <laughs> but what, um, what were we talking about? We were talking about the, the Phoenixes. Yeah. I don't remember where I was going. <laughs> I don't know. 
Well, uh, we alluded to it before. I wanted to talk about the dating app that I texted you today. Mm. Well, I don't even remember what it was called now. Is it? It was a Donald Daters. Donald Daters. It's a dating app for far right fans of Donald Trump, so that they don't wind up with some pussy liberal for a girlfriend <laughs> or boyfriend or boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I suppose they. What are the chances that the Donald Daters app is built for anything outside of regular hetero dating? What are the chances that there's a section within the app for gay Donald Trump supporters looking for other gay Donald Trump supporters? What a what Without, a what a what a group. Without downloading it to investigate. This is okay, not to change the subject, but this isn't bully behavior. Guy just cut an H into this fat kid's stomach. Yeah, and he's really mad. He was about to kill this kid. Like yeah. that's not bully behavior. That's what I'm wondering. Like in the original they had the bullies, like, yeah, like the but they bullies. were like normal, kind of yeah. like, we're just here to bully. We're not fucking psychopaths. We're not sociopaths that are trying to kill people because my dad is mean and my mom died. Yeah. Well, and you also wonder, like, if you're the kid getting bullied and it goes to the extent that you're getting knifed. It's time to move. This gets back to the, we need well, to Well, no, it's not time. It was like, why, why don't you go find the police and say... <laughs> Do you see this H that's been cut into my stomach? Yeah, that's your son. That kid over there with the switchblade did it. I would like to press some charges. <laughs> I'm considering. I've, I've been thinking about it as I bled on the way over here. I think something should be done about this. I realize he's your son, um, but he's a raging piece of shit. Yeah, for sure. Um, what were we talking about before, though? Uh, yeah, you can't do that to me because now I don't know. Oh, we were talking about Donald. Donald I'm looking it up right here. Same-sex couples on the Donald Dater app. I don't know. I I saw this this article. I don't remember the the source, but they were saying that a lot of Trump supporters, particularly for this article in Washington, were having a hard time getting dates <laughs> because if they worked for the administration, no. and they were using, I think in this instance they were using like tinder mm-hmm. or bumble whatever they use now i hear different ones yeah. but they would go on these dates it would inevitably come hey what do you do yeah oh well i work for the donald trump administration like, yeah now the, whatever this per- man or woman would be like well we're done yeah because fuck you that's how polarized <laughs> this yeah. whole system is now well and what I would say is too fucking bad. Yeah, that's your fault. <laughs> if you want to date uh, and... Now you have to go to Donald Daters. That's the whole point. Now, here's what here's what TPTO should do. <laughs> we need to get out. We need to create... A profile? A we profile. To, we need to catfish somebody? Let's, I think we should. I think we should catfish Donald Daters. Why? why now, the, let's the just question, get PPH to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We don't even have to catfish. Let's just get PPH to join yeah. and, uh, and see what happens. BPH, if you're when you when you inevitably listen to this episode, I want you to consider this. We, yeah. Because for you, hell, you might find your wife on you. It'd be like she's all that. She'll find out and she'll be really upset that this was all a podcast scam. But, but you actually fell in love. There's no lie there. Yeah. He's a B, he, BPH is a Trump. Yeah. Trumper. Yeah. Trumpet. I've heard. I've heard different ones. <laughs> but, Trumpeter. Trumpeter. Uh, <laughs> but he's not lying. I mean, we might have been using our agent. Yeah. To get material out of it sure but no i either i'm still kind of more excited about the catfishing aspect well we can do both (laughs) yeah we could (laughs) 
Like just, mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, we. Uh, what do you call that in a science experiment? There's always a... We got a controlled variable yeah, and an yeah. independent variable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, catfish... Who knew? Science was our thing, not math. <laughs> science. Well, what we'll do is we'll get BPH to sign up. We'll also create a fake profile, and we'll, we'll pursue the same people. What if... Well, here's a funny one. We create a catfish profile mm-hmm. of a woman, Yeah. right, that somehow, without him knowing... <laughs> bumps into BPH. Yeah. That could and be And then we thing. end up catfishing our own agent. Catfishing our own agent. And then telling the whole world about it <laughs> over a course of several weeks. <laughs> it would only work if he stopped listening. I'm a squirter and I love Trump. <laughs> I think that will be the one that gets us to banks. Yeah. BPH. It's worth a shot. Yeah, I think so. Speaking of Donald, this was something I had made a note to, to say. I know we're a ways away from the 2020 election. But I had the thought, I might vote for him the second time. Just to be on the right? Well, here, the no, here's why. Or? Here's why. I've never voted for a winning president. <laughs> what? I've never voted for a winning president. You crazy liberal? You never, you never, in eight years of Obama, you never. Uh... I voted for McCain when he ran. Wow. Uh, reluctantly. But in my mind, I was thinking I'd rather a moderate politician, regardless of party, be mm-hmm. in charge, because I like the idea of just moderates in general. Sure. But the reluctancy part was that dumb Alaskan that ran with him. Oh, God. It's like, oh, she's, she's also there. So that was an issue. But I just, I was like, if if either candidate seemed as moderate as he did, plus he's a war hero, it's like, yeah, why not vote for this dude? Well, he got caught. I don't, I don't like my... Well, yeah, it's true. He did get caught, so he's not that much of a war hero. And he's dead now. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. (laughs) But I didn't vote the second time Obama ran. I just didn't really give a shit at that particular point in time. Sure. So now you just want to be on the winning side. My point being, if I vote for Trump in 2020 and he wins, I will have finally voted for a winning president. Interesting. Or if I'm the jinx... <laughs> and every time I vote, whoever I vote for loses, America can thank me when he doesn't become president. That would be interesting. In 2020. So I win either way. I yeah. either get to finally have a winning vote or I can pass my jinx on to uh, his 2020 run. Nice. Also, on that uh, political bent, we had a this week in the news uh, Dennis Hoff passed away this, this past Monday, yeah. Tuesday yeah. night. You know, a uh, lifestyle of. You know, cocaine and hard liquor and, and whores. Pimping. Yeah. And pimping will catch up to the best of the conservative Christians mm-hmm. out there. Yeah, I just wonder <laughs> if, um, you know, how, you know, did God greet him at the gates of, of Republican heaven? Ah, uh, Dennis Hoff. <laughs> Welcome. I have a mansion here for you in the sky. You were with the right political party all along. <laughs> Please. We can push aside all that pimping and whoring. Please, Dennis, come into the pearly gates. <laughs> I need someone to wrangle these heavenly whores. <laughs> you seem like the man for the job. Also, we need to do something about the income tax rate. I'm paying too much. But please also focus mainly on the heaven whores. Yeah. Yeah. Come on in. I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, if your if your last <laughs> night on Earth is spent partying with 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 um, Ron Jeremy and and Flava Flav, and I is think that there's how a, he went out with those guys. Yeah, yeah. The Tuesday night, he was he was a, ha, he, I, I believe it was a fundraiser, a, 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 
election election fundraiser, but well, hopefully there was a window open somewhere because what yeah. you're describing sounds like a funky, it was a stinky mess, <laughs> funky room. Like we've talked about, he was musky <laughs> when I met him, and he uh, has that reputation. Adam Carolla has talked about how he avoided a hug in public because Ron carries a musk. And he, I'm guessing Flavor Flav doesn't exactly smell like roses yeah, either. It's like two homeless people trying to hug you. Dennis Hoff spends like the majority of his days with whores and a cigar in his mouth. I was gonna say to me, he I would imagine it would have been like a like a meat sweat <laughs> after he came out of a cigar bar. Yeah. And then a little bit of vagina. <laughs> just, but a, you, just just a smidge. A, it should cut it just kinda cuts through. <laughs> it's like an after yeah. after thing. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean uh, uh you know. The Republicans just got better in heaven. So there's that, I guess. Dennis, what are we going to do about these unfair tax rates on corporations? And also, how do I get these angels in line? They're not paying me their cut. One of them's name is Cinnamon. <laughs> um, he was a big guy. The thing, yeah, it's funny, big guys. I saw, a, I love when I see this. I saw a very big dude at Kroger the other day, the grocery store, and he was buying. He's buying like all health, health food, organic food stuff. Like his grocery cart was just filled from. So he, he's turned the corner. The healthy aisle. Mm-hmm. And every time I see that, I always look and think, either this is the first day that he's made this decision, or it's been a while and this shit just ain't working. <laughs> I would, I would take the more positive spin. Maybe he's trying to make the change in his life. I don't yeah, know. yeah. No, I just sometimes because I, I think about it in terms of myself, like. Bought the healthy stuff for a while and ain't a whole lot changed for me. <laughs> yeah, I just uh I, I'm I'm lamer than that. I'm yeah. like, just put some apples in the cart and I'll feel better about whatever else I'm about to put in. <laughs> Let's see, peanut butter Oreos. Ooh, peppermint Oreos. And it's funny because when I go to check out and I'm doing the healthy shopping, which mm. I do more than I used to, I'll say that. Sure. It's like I'm like, yeah. I like putting it on the little conveyor belt, like, that's right, that's yogurt. <laughs> and that's romaine. Got some carrots in there. Bananas. Those aren't organic, though. <laughs> I took the stickers off. Those are just regular. <laughs> These are regular old 4011 bananas. Not 4011H. <laughs> Not paying an extra dime. It's so funny. Uh, Kroger, please do subscribe. But I take, so, you know, so funny yeah. to go back to one of our, I might have even been our original show. Mm-hmm. I was in the organic section at Kroger the other day. And I think there might be some suspicion oh, yeah. of that somebody, or probably a lot of people, let's yeah. be honest, yeah. are doing what we do. Mm-hmm. Because one of these apples had about 27 stickers on it. <laughs> so you would have had to take quite a bit of time yeah. and be really subtle about removing the... Tw- I, I, Brent, I yeah. almost took a picture, because I, and I, I don't know why I didn't. Because I was like... These apples have been so over-stickered. Yeah. It's like them saying, like, I can see the meeting. The yeah. week, okay, listen, the numbers on the organic fruits. According to our <laughs> inventory, we have no regular fruit and only organic. But if you walk out onto the sales floor, the exact opposite is true. And I bet you know there's someone saying, this is an easy thing. Uh, it's clear that people are just ringing up in the yeah. self checkout and and ringing up their. So fruit. you there, miss, <laughs> making six thirty five an hour. Work harder, or we're gonna have to find some other teenager to replace you. We're losing dimes and nickels here. Yeah, 
No, it's funny. I've thought of before about like I've, I've started to memorize like certain produce when you punch in its number, it says enter the quantity mm-hmm. and then it just says put it in the bag. It doesn't ask you to weigh it to make sure that the quantity you said matches with the weight of the item. And so I'm like, I've started to wonder, like, if I just called everything cucumbers, <laughs> I could get every fruit in the store or vegetable for like 59 cents. You know what you do, though? If you're going to pick a, a fruit or vegetable to be that weighing option, it's jalapenos. Mm. Yeah. Those fucking things. I'll buy four or five jalapenos. It's 21 cents. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe you go that route. Well, I've, I've thought about that. I just You like, could what? buy. it. Would, the, the machine might. Can you imagine the machine's like, are you sure you want to buy four pounds of jalapenos? <laughs> like, if the weight oh, was no, so I'm ridiculous. Good. I'm good. No, that's exactly what I want. Like, what do you. Then the machine's like, I'm curious. What are you doing with these jalapenos? <laughs> I pickle. I pickle. I'm, I'm a pickle. I pickle. They're definitely not apples and bananas. I'll tell you that. And certainly not organic apples and bananas. <laughs> well, it's like ginger. You know, the sticker below ginger says $5.99 a pound, and you're like, ooh. I better be careful. And you buy like a whole clump of it and put it on the scales like 79 cents. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, ginger doesn't weigh anything. Because who buys that much ginger? I don't. Well, when I make fresh green juice, I always use fresh oh, ginger. Oh, that's right. You're a juicer. But uh, yeah, I've thought about like, I, I've only been scamming the system up till now by saying things that aren't, are organic or not. Mm-hmm. But I could take it a step further and just start calling everything cucumbers and just paying 59 cents per whatever. Right. It's like, yeah, I saw that the apples were two for a dollar, but uh, I'm going to use the cucumber code. Well, not to transition back to it, but this is also something that would never happen. Uh, a bunch of kids in their tidy whities Especially the fat one. Do you think that fat kid at this age in his life is ever going to The fat school? kid who's clearly been bandaged <laughs> by a professional and nobody bothered to ask, how did you get this H uh, <laughs> carved into your stomach? Oh, uh, you know what? Never mind. I'm a cutter. It, it's probably that asshole with the mullet. We'll just cover you up. His dad's the cop. We're not. Gonna, nothing's gonna happen anyway. Yeah, but this is just not a scene. I was a kid once. Yeah. And there's a few things I was never gonna do. Yeah. And I had great friends, and we spent all kinds of time together. And one thing that never ever happened was us saying, "Let's go down to the old quarry, that's now a lake, mm-hmm. and just get down to our whitey tidies mm-hmm. and just have a day together." Yep. Fat guy, are you cool with that? Yeah, sure. Uh, you gonna get naked? Fattest one out of the bunch? Yeah, I'll get naked. <laughs> I'm not aware. I'm like Adam in the, in the Garden of Eden. I'm unaware of my body. <laughs> really? Because we're all really aware of it. Because you're fat, but you also have inverted nipples. I just want to <laughs> let you know that that, it just, it's a thing. It's a well, thing. Well, and I mean, they show a scene of them playing chicken or chicken fights it's like, well, where was it? Where is it that shallow? Where did you jump in? Was this even safe? Mm-hmm. And you just have this girl in the group who's like, I'm going to get down to my preteen bra and panties mm-hmm. and jump in the water with you guys. Like, it's no big deal. No big deal. And That's why he can't get out of the water right now, because he's got one of those prepubescent boners. Yeah. Well, you as as we've said in a in the air, the episode that couldn't get aired because, because of the sound quality. Those happen from an early age. Just ask Super Van Bryan. There's a bone in it. Fact checker Hickman, who famously at a very young age, I'll say three, said, Mom, there's a bone in it. <laughs> Which she remembered really clearly, by the way, when I brought that up to well, her. Well, I was there, too, and it's still to this day one of the funniest like memories. Like, there's a bone in it. 
She's a pretty girl. I'm not going to say anything more than that, but that, with the risk of sounding like a Thor I had that thought. I, I remember saying, I think probably to Chris, is like, she's, you can tell she'll be an attractive adult one day. She's mm-hmm. a very pretty girl. How old do you think she is in this? I'll say 14 or 15. I'm not going to do the math. <laughs> I've shown a, a clear track record of she's, not being good at that. Let me put it this way. Roy Moore would love her. <laughs> Where's that dickhead? <laughs> I think he's suing Sasha Baron Cohen for like $100 million, yeah, I'm told. Well, you know, it's it's really easy to get through life as a politician if you never diddled kids. <laughs> so, you just have to take the Frank Reynolds approach on this. So maybe just don't diddle kids and uh, blame it on your, you know, stupid southern roots or whatever fucking dumb shit he said. He He's one of those politicians that whenever, like, I see him in the news, I'm like, when is this asshole going to die? Like, it's got to it's gotta be coming soon. Sorry, a work email there. Mm. Um, yeah, I think she'll. I, I I don't I don't know. I can't. I don't want to play that game where you look at a fourteen year old girl and you're like, yeah, she's gonna be hot. <laughs> Just give it four years, bro. <laughs> Just like the Olsen twins. Once they're eighteen, you can fuck them. Even though this bitch, <laughs> you know, you're a fucking loser in in fucking Nebraska that they'll never meet. Once they're eighteen, bro. <laughs> You can fuck up. I can't. Every time I see this scene, I'm like, the fat kid's fat and he has inverted nipples. What an actor. Like, <laughs> when they told him this was going to be a part of this role. Well, he was in, uh, we just took the girls to see the Goosebumps sequel. Oh. Uh, and he is one of the main characters in it. And he grew a lot. It's crazy how fast kids grow. Hey, a uh, weird movie that I wanted to drop to you to watch. Not, not like groundbreaking or anything, but just vastly entertaining. Game Night. Oh, uh, I've seen it. I really found that to be enjoyable in the sense that it's like fun and you don't. Who's have, in it again? I'm, I can't picture uh, any of them now. Bateman and Rachel right. Rachel yeah. McAdams yeah. and a it's couple great. other. Yeah, we watched it. I liked it. I I I even predicted some of it. I was like, no, you see a lot of it coming when they're coming when they go to that rich guy's house and like, where's the party? And they yeah. start walking down the stairs and it turns out it was rich people hosting a Fight Club. I was yeah. like, that is just funny. <laughs> yeah, it was just that's just funny. No, it's good. I think we saw that in theaters now that you mention it. Really? Yeah. Let's uh, take another quick commercial break here. Yeah, from drop a deuce. Well, no deuce dropping. Got to pull that pie. Thinking about uh, getting a beer. Okay. And uh, just coming back. All right. All right. So the pie is good. It is good. Um, just because we're watching it and the, <clears throat> I was asking the wifey, you know, what should we watch tonight? We're still doing the horror thing because it's Halloween-y. Uh... I had mentioned to her that you wanted to do it, and I had reservations, not because I don't like the film, but the pacing's slow. There's not like it gives you a terrible lot to talk about yeah. outside, but it does give you interesting subtext into the question I want to ask you about it. So if you were a kid in Derry, and you were mixed up in this inner circle, mm. what would Pennywise use against you Mm. For a f- your, what fear would he play into with you as a kid? I mean, I guess you could take it there because they are children. Yeah. Um, well, when I was, a but kid, I want to make it different. Mm. Just to stop you, what would he play into now? Because uh, they become adults. Part two's coming out like next year. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the fears I have now are all like parenting related. Right. And so like this is my question. I'm glad you got this because I told her I was like. I don't know how Pennywise would get me now in the sense that my fears are like loss. Yeah. Or 
maiming. <laughs> yeah. Or and you don't even want to say what they are as a parent. You know what they are. Well, yeah, are. I don't even want to like go down that like. But that's my thing. What's the worst thing that could happen to my kids? I don't right. want to, I don't want to contemplate that. But like Leah knows that I have, and it's not, I won't call it irrational, but she often plays into the fact, and like I've heard her moderately joke about it. Uh, when she talks to people, she makes me like, when she says this to people, and we'll, I'm going to get to the point, I'm always like, would you not? Because she's always like, oh, he's, he's just always afraid of me to eat rape, 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 rape. You know, and I'm like, can you not? It's bad enough that you told everyone I have a medium penis. <laughs> you don't need to tell them that I have rape fears what? on top of it. Because I don't see that as irrational. You're going to tell them about my ass disease next? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he always pops cysts on his ass. No, but it's just he like... He butthole surgery once. I was just like, don't do that. Like, you don't, yeah. That doesn't need to be like a party conversation. <laughs> like, we're at the, the <laughs> local Halloween party, and I can hear her off chuckling. I'm like, I wonder what she's talking about. Oh, he just thinks I'm going to be rape, rape, rape everywhere I go. <laughs> and I'm like, all all's I ever asked her to do... Yeah. You know, you're going out, cool. Text me when you get there. Text me when you're on your way home. Yeah. I am not the here guy that blows. Here's a mace. I'm, here is a revolver. Well, here's the other thing about that. You go out, you get her mace. <laughs> yeah. It's still downstairs in the wrapper. Yeah. We get her uh, a taser, 50,000 volts, never been charged. Sits downstairs <laughs> in some kind of like thing. And to be honest, even if she had yep, it. One of these days, you're going to get raped. It, it, and I'm going to say, I told you so. <laughs> That's the other thing. Like, well, I did buy it. Like, what do you say? Well, this might not have happened. Well, listen, I'm sorry, uh, but I did buy you all that rape stuff. You're going to need to just, you know, get over it. Pull I yourself tried. up by the bootstraps on yeah. this one yeah. because Go I gave sandwich. you every precaution on this. No, but like... Whistles? I, I don't... Tasers? I'm not, I'm not blowing her up. She knows this. I'm not blowing her up when she's out. When, when, when she goes out and she gets away, that's her time. I understand the importance of that time, right? Because... Even though she's always like, you should just go out and be with your dudes. And I'm like, yeah. I don't really have that kind of like, I don't really have that dude thing anymore. In fact, yeah. I'm most happy when everyone's in the house and, and y'all are asleep comfortably and I can yeah. come down. That's me time. That's- I like it when y'all are asleep upstairs and then I can just get my phone out on the couch and sink into my hole and just tug one out. <laughs> Which, yeah, that's not un- not terribly untrue. I'm in the same boat. I, jo- I told, you know, Kristen said something the other day about like, why don't you go hang out with your guy friends? And I'm like, what guy friends? Yeah, I don't. Like, I, I talked to a couple of my buddies from, like, Mike is one, Frank's one, like I mentioned on this earlier. Like, I talk to them occasionally, usually in written form, through messenger or text. Well, yeah, and that's... It's, and, a, I've like, I had dinner with Frank for the first time in probably 18 months. What I don't like ago. is the dance. Yeah. That my, as an older guy now... Yeah. Where you say, well, we should all hang out. Yeah. And that's pretty much where it ends. It's the, the thought of, yeah, man, that'd be great. Yeah. And then six months later... You know, we should still hang out. And yeah. then six months later, hey, what about if we go bowling? That'd be cool. And everyone's like, well, yeah, what about next Friday? Oh, I, I can't. I'll let you know. Yeah, I'll let you know. Yeah. But I don't think no, I, I don't think Erica is going to be cool with I that. Actually, I f- finally followed through. There's a, a guy that I've sort of been acquainted friends with that works at uh, H. Stockton in Midtown. And we shoot the shit on, uh, through the phone all the time, just in text form. We've never actually hung out. And he invited me to some event they were hosting that I couldn't make it to because I think I had the girls that night. And I was like, you know what? Shit, man. Like, let's like go have dinner. I was like, all right, cool. When? It's like, how about Thursday? Cool. Let's go. And we actually did go hang out. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is the first time I've actually made a plan with another dude 
and followed through with it yeah. in like five years. Yeah, yeah. But that's like that's the thing. It's to your point. Lee's yeah. like, why don't you have guys night? And I'm like, well, that just doesn't work now. If I I'm do 34 that. years old. They're, that, I don't, like, they don't have kids. Yeah. Most of them aren't married. Yeah. You know? So, and the other thing is, the time that I would want, I have to bargain for, which is because I want to go play cards. Yeah. That's a whole other can of worms because mm-hmm. when you're poor. Yeah. She doesn't look at it as like, oh, we could make a lot of money. She's yeah. like, what if you lose? I'm like, well, that's the wrong <laughs> mindset for me to leave the house with. Well, listen, I have a deal worked out. It's not great, but if I lose bad, I just have to chug on some dong and then I lose. <laughs> they give me my money back. <laughs> Win-win. Sometimes they even tip me. For them. So I do, for them. I, I do come home up, kind of. I come up and I come down. That's like, if I, if, if she was like, we'll go have a guy's night, but can I... Can I take 500 out of the checking account? <laughs> Where are you going? Well, I don't want to go to the titty bar. I just kind of wanted to have a guy's night with myself at the <laughs> card table. You remember that time I came home with like $3,000 in a weekend? Remember that? Yeah. Don't. Let's remember that. Not the time I came home losing 300 <laughs> right? She doesn't see it that way. Yeah. But yeah, to the back to the original point. It was tough for me to imagine, because I don't remember... What I was afraid of well, because as of, a child. Uh, at four years old, I don't think my parents necessarily knew what they were taking me to, but my super crazy religious uncle, great uncle, did. They took me, you may know of this, it was a church play called Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flames. Whoa. It's a very intense... Was this at the crazy church where people ran up and down the aisles? Yeah. And your dad was Judas for the play? Yes. And he wore all that makeup? Yes. Heavy he, on the makeup. And he, he had I no lines. I was the boy in that same play. And he, he dropped the coins because he was Judas. <laughs> like, of all your acting roles, your dad had one acting role in his he life. He looked fierce. He looked... One, I... I don't... Angry I know eyebrows. he listens to these. Yeah. He's actually behind. He said, he said he's too... He called he tonight. He was bummed because today he's like, we're so busy at work right now. He's like, I ha- I'm behind by two weeks on the pod. And he seemed really upset about that, which is yeah. great. Well, but like, I... You know, just turn it on the thought in out. retrospect was, I just don't think Judas was that heavy. <laughs> I don't think they were, they were that big back then. Just throwing that out there. I'm not touching that. I don't think the disciples... <laughs> And he wasn't, he's not fat, but he's just, all that makeup, and he threw the coin. I remember that shit succinctly, because he had no lines. He just stood there with his makeup, threw the bag of coins. Well, at the same age that... But the joke, I mean, I'm fat too. Let's not pretend. I'm just saying it, because I was telling Lee the other day, my hair's getting really long now. I had it trimmed, so it's really starting to like go crazy. Mm -hmm. I was like, I got Jesus hair. But only if Jesus was, uh, you know, overweight. And ate far too much. People think Jesus walked everywhere, but he had those 12 <laughs> disciples to carry him because he was a... Like the Pharaoh. He was an oaf. <laughs> like people don't realize... Jesus had a lot of great qualities, but a little lazy. Yeah. A little lazy. No, but <laughs> nope. I don't remember what I was afraid of. You can get back to your, your I was demon afraid, play. Yeah, I, that scared... The same age that I saw, like, that whole play is, here's people in a car. They get into a car wreck. Lights go out, pitch black, uh-huh. dark. Lights come up. 
and there's the angel with the book of life and they point to the right and then oh. the devil and demons come out of the ground oh, man. and drag them into pretend fire. Interesting. And then the lights go out and now it's a father and son playing catch and the father clutches his chest and dies of a heart attack and the lights go out. And, and the lights go, go and then God they, swipe left. And then the God swipes left and his name is in the book of life oh. and now Jesus comes and takes and it's just well, like that's wonderful. It's just two hours of watching people go to hell or heaven. Yeah. And at the end of it they're like so if anybody out there wants to give their life to Christ and avoid going to the <laughs> hell. swiped right. Yeah. yeah. And the guy playing the devil, funny enough, now in hindsight, was the children's church pastor. But mm. they made this man scary as fuck. Yeah. Like they put black shit in his teeth. And I'm, yeah. I'm four. I'm the same age that our uncle Jared showed me the original It. Yeah. So I'm already scared to death of taking showers. Right. And now I'm watching Satan drag people mm. to hell. Separate yeah. families. Too. Gotta be honest. I don't think Satan would do it. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. I, I think he's kind of like, yeah. just bring him down. Just bring him down. We'll get get him in line for the I don't want to be a part of the selection. Y'all <laughs> handle this. It's bad enough down here just being here. Yeah. Okay, It's not the heat that gets you. It's the humidity. I have a theory about that, too. <laughs> if hell's real, yeah. I think the human interpretation of it is wrong. I think that the hellfire and brimstone that you always see yeah. in, the, in the past... Liturgies and scriptures. I don't. I don't think that's time. right. Well, I don't think it's right because, and I don't want to go too deep because I know yeah. this, we could. We could. One of the. I know us. Yeah. This could go in the wrong direction real fast. But I have a different interpretation of hell. Mm. Whereas the if you look, okay, let's say that we all like the two of us were believers, mm-hmm. right? The further you get away from God's light, which we would be staunchly fervent about, right? <laughs> yes. You would not go into flames. My interpretation of hell is a very cold, dark place. That doesn't sound so bad, given how hot-natured we are. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But you see my point. Like people think, oh, like Satan, you, you know, got a spare jacket. I'm actually the, getting a little chilly. The the, 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 the crazy Christian, the you know, and not even like today's, is as old as America and going back a lot farther. The hellfire and brimstone, the preaching of Jonathan Edwards, and yeah. all those guys. I just don't see it that way. I don't think that hell would be a place where it's like constantly like South Park when they go to hell and there's always fire and Satan and Saddam are there, you know? Yeah. Excuse me. I don't think it's that way. I think if anything, it's the further you get away from the light, the colder you get to yeah. where it's like hell is more like Antarctica, but worse. So like now I'm picturing like that evil looking uh, dude from Game of Thrones that looks like he's made yeah, out of ice. The ice, the ice King or whatever they call it. Yeah, I, my I dad know. would know. He's seen the whole series. I love that show. I can't. It's just not um, responding um, to me right now. Well, but <laughs> but she's a hot fourteen year old, uh, <laughs> and I'm definitely going to hell, <laughs> and then some. I am going to say that our new Instagram does follow a page called Adults with Braces. <laughs> Take that as you will. No, but the, have I told... So my the only fear I kept coming back to, and Leah knows the story well, I am deathly afraid, not of alligators and crocodiles, like, generally. Mm-hmm. I think they're fascinating creatures. Like, like they're every, dinosaurs. They're dinosaurs, yeah. But I am deathly afraid of them in the sense that that, to me, has to be the worst, one of the worst ways to go. Because you don't just, like, it's not like, okay, a shark bites you, takes a chunk out of you, you probably don't feel it, you go into shock and you die from bleeding out. Or just drowning from from breathing in too hard. Right, and that would be terrifying. I'm not saying that's not a terrifying way to go. Yeah. But an alligator... 
is going to roll you, bring you down while you're still alive, and drown you, which Mm -hmm. is an equally terrifying way to die, if you ask me. Yeah. So your leg hurts and you're drowning. Yeah. You're kind of... The great thing about shock for all of that is that shock does kind of like shield you from those final moments. But that being said, it's still like got to be one of the worst ways. To see, like to your point, to see a dinosaur approaching you while you're, you're just, and it's probably like those kids in the movie just a minute ago. Oh, we're swimming in the lake. This is fun. It's beautiful today. Someone turn up Leonard Skinner. And they're just having a good time. And all of a sudden a fucking dinosaur has your arm in its mouth, dragging you under the water Mm. and just starts to roll off comes your arm. Yeah. Now you're flailing. He spits that out and comes back to finish the deal. So all that being said, I am deathly afraid of alligators and crocodiles. Yeah. Do you know that I almost died via crocodile? No. I've never potted this. No. Okay. This is a true story. No. Well, and I was going to say the story, there was... You're going to cut off the true... Di- I'm about to well, tell no. you about my time. Well, I, and I want you to, but the thing that comes to mind with all that was there was a story a couple of years ago about some like kid getting dragged away by an alligator and his dad was there... At Disney World. And had to just... Like helplessly watch. Well, he fought, but yeah. it was it was this was at Disney World. Yeah, yeah. It's this like was... that. So in terms of like fear, real life modern day adult fears, mm-hmm. alligators scary. Yes, for me, scarier further if children. If, if it's my kid and right. I can't do anything, nothing about you can it. do about it. Yeah. Uh, well, that one definitely makes me feel gross. Ugh, I've forgotten about that. Yeah. At Disney World, no less. Um, we took a family vacation to Costa Rica. <laughs> Uh, and we were staying in a little... In a Costa Rica. In a Costa Rica. <laughs> uh, we were in Tamarindo, and I'm pretty sure we've talked about some aspects of this. I know a lot of your Costa Rican stories. Um, but Tamarindo is really, really pretty, and it was cool because it it wasn't touristy. They had condos that were there for tourists, but it was also grimy. Mm-hmm. Like those guys that showed up at every restaurant we were at with their shitty guitar and the same song. Every night we were there. And in it became, Costa Rica. And that's all they said. That was, in Costa Rica. We love it. In Costa Rica. They just kept saying that. With the one the one guy with the hat never said anything. He just strummed his guitar. That was the trip to Costa Rica. I'll tell you this. I <laughs> fucking hate the words Costa Rica. It was bad, man. Every restaurant from the first night. And the first night we ate was at this, I don't know what we were thinking. Well, actually, the first night we ordered Pizza Hut. It was delicious. The second night, we went to some Mexican restaurant. You're in Costa Rica. Find something. You're yeah. in Costa Rica. And it was horrible. It was dry. It was terrible. And these guys show, you want this song? And my dad, of course, being my dad, was like, hell yeah, let's hear it. Hey, sing the one about Costa Rica. Well, we hadn't heard it yet. <laughs> this was the first, second night. And they they started, in Costa Rica. And we were like, okay, okay, what's next? What's next? In Costa Rica. They just kept going. Anywho, it was a great the town. the Costa Rica it, version it, of it, the song that doesn't end. Yeah. And it was, it was it was a really great town. Had a really great time. And the beach was really cool. And you, when you looked, if you were sitting on the beach facing the ocean and you looked to the right, there was this, I mean, it wasn't a mountain. But by beach, when you're on a beach, you don't typically see a mountain. Well, it's kind of like Palos Verdes when we were right. in Manhattan right. Beach. Exactly like, like that. Like you see this. But this was different. This was like that scene in Castaway. That little that little crest where he With attempted, the wood guy. Yeah, yeah, attempted to see if he would could hang himself. 
It was just like that. And that was my thought too. I was like, that's like Castaway. I'm going to go up there. And this was my mm-hmm. idea. I'm going to go up there. I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a lunch. Cause I had, we had figured out the local food. Oh my God. $4. You could eat like a King and they would put it in this plastic bag for you. I'm going to go get one of these lunches and I'm going to go up and I'm going to make a day out of hiking that mountain and go sit up there on the top and eat my lunch. Like it's Castaway and have this beautiful view mm-hmm. of the Pacific Ocean. Cause we were on the Pacific side of Costa Rica. Cause Cool in a cool way, they actually border both. You can be on the Pacific side, and you on the other side of the country, you would be in the Gulf. Mm. I think it's technically Atlantic Ocean there. It's not the Gulf anymore. Yeah, that's right. Because it, the Costa Rica has both Atlantic and Pacific beaches. Okay. So I'm going to go do that. And the only thing that was an impediment to this whole thing was you had to cross an estuary where the fresh river, freshwater river, emptied into the saltwater ocean. Mm. It didn't look very deep. So I take off. It's like 8.30 in the morning. I'm, I get over there to this estuary. I'm crossing. It gets up just above knee height, a little bit, maybe maybe quarter thigh. And I'm just about a third of the way. And I had seen these natives. They call them ticos. And they were fishing, but they just had fishing line wrapped around their fingers, no poles. Mm. And they just had this technique where they would just snap a wrist and the line would shoot. Kind of like the assholes that make their fingers click with dip cans. Yeah, just like that. But this has an actual purpose. (laughs) You know, not a bunch of fucking idiots, which I've been there. I I was one of those idiots. I was going to (laughs) say. Until I moved to pouches and it no longer became necessary. (laughs) I smartened up. Anyways, I'm less of a douche now. I'm less of a douche now. But I'm watching these Ticos while I'm walking, and he's flicking his wrist. And I was amazed while I was walking at the the frequency they were catching fish. And and good-sized fish. I mean, they were feeding families with this shit. And uh, Leah says, a little quieter, please. Mm. Sorry. We're going to have to relocate the pod studio at some point. At some point. Not now, though. Anywho, I'm watching the fish. I'm walking. All of a sudden, one of these guys comes, like, running through the water. I mean, he can't, like, fucking sprint, but he comes running through the water. Amigo, amigo, amigo. No, 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 no. And he kept taking his right hand and putting it on his left arm. No, 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 no. See, see, see. Just doing yeah. this and pointing out in the water. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what you're fucking saying to me. And he's like, look, 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 look. And he's just pointing. Dude, no more than 15. My, my brain probably playing tricks on me now, but at, at least no more than 20 feet. 20 feet mm. away from me is a 12-foot crocodile mm. just sitting there staring at me. I was eye to eye with this crocodile. And this crocodile was like, hi. Bam, 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 just waiting. And this crocodile's like, oh, yes, 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 yes. He's walking right at me. And the guy was literally telling me this whole action of arm, right hand to arm, and saying, he will rip your arm off, you fat American gringo fuck. And he stopped me, and we stared, and we both just kind of, he's, slow, slow. And we just start backpedaling yeah. back across the estuary. And I'm panicked. I just told you, did this you is one of my little? greatest fears. I'm pretty sure I actually did pee. Yeah. But just, oh, my God. Because the size of this beast. It's yeah. only 12 foot, which in Costa Rica, that's like average. Yeah. But, like, holy shit. So we back out. And I was just like, oh, gracias, mi amigo. Gracias. <laughs> Do you have mota? I was looking for weed. <laughs> Figured I'd throw it out there. He's just, you idiot. Now that we're good. Uh, mota? <laughs> So the other, the best part of that, of 
living. By the way, that music, that was the Peter Pan alligator music. Yeah, I know. For people who don't know. Uh, the, the, the part, the best part of that outside of surviving and being saved by this angel mm. of a Tico, a native Costa Rican. He had weed. He didn't. Oh. And he gave me quite a nasty look for <laughs> saving his life and then having me say, now that we're I good. let you die. Yeah, he definitely was thinking that. I am almost 100% that he was thinking I should have, just for my entertainment, let that crocodile eat you. Uh, but we, that night, we only had two English-speaking channels on the TV down there. Mm. Discovery Channel and TNT. And for whatever reason, I don't know if programming is different for TNT when it's in a different country, but they were showing that shitty Mel Gibson, Julia Roberts movie, Conspiracy Theory, every night. (laughs) The one with the tinfoil apartment? Yeah, Yeah. where he reads J.D. Salinger's Catcher in the Rye. He has like a crazy, like weird thing about it this and is, i'm sorry this is one of the best scenes in the it's movie. a great scene where he comes out he's when he when it comes out of the projector screen and he's huge, huge. it's yeah. so good sorry uh, no you're good so we had seen me and taylor were up late and we well, had seen Moto. Uh, no i did find some it was horrible <laughs> oh god i actually, think about how bad weed has to be turns out the, no seriously let me finish yeah. think about how bad weed has to be for me to buy the shitty weed for $20, which was amazing. They, they fucking rooked me. I rolled up two massive blunts, smoked one and a half of them, barely got any head rush and said, fuck this, and flicked the rest of it into the ocean. How bad does weed have to be? Anywho. Turns out the musicians had it all along inside they, the guitar. They de- And they did. I saw them buying the, the same place I went to buy my blunt wraps. They were there. Uh, anywho. The, the other part of that story was that speaking of dip cans, I did want to have a dip while I was down there. Mm. And they had a can, this little bodega on the beach that was definitely not for tourists. This was a local joint, had two cans of skull cherry. Mm. I bought one. I think that can had been on the counter since 1986. <laughs> I opened it and it all just. <laughs> <laughs> just flew out. It was like just drier than a fucking fart. But anyways, we turned. Do you have on. an FDA I can pl- can complain to? <laughs> I got gypped on bad weed yesterday, and now this. And dip now dip. this. I almost died from a crocodile, and then the guy that saved my life wouldn't even give me weed. <laughs> it's so true. I, to this day, I feel terrible regret. I'm gonna about this man saving my life, and then being oh, Mota. <laughs> I'm going to try and find that Peter Pan alligator music and just play it quietly over this entire segment. Your story. Yeah. Well, th- so this is the, the final and then we can move on. So we had seen conspiracy theory twice and agreed that it was equally shitty both times. And we don't want to watch it a third, but we do when you're in a foreign country, it's like when me and Lee were in Paris, you latch on to anything. Well, that yeah, you it's, find like when, in English. it's like when you go to the beach and you don't have your cable box set up and it's like all of a sudden you're watching movies on TNT, that you would which never you never watch. do yeah. at home. But which is actually kind of the fun part of vacation. Yeah. So we were like, let's not watch this fucking shitty Mel Gibson movie again. So we had a Discovery Channel. We turned this on. No exaggeration. It had just started. The show that was on the Discovery Channel in English the killer crocs of Costa Rica. <laughs> and they literally go on to tell us in this series, and I, the whole family knew the story at this point, yeah. that 90 some odd percent of crocodile attacks that happen in Costa Rica, where they happen more often than any Central American country, mm-hmm. happen in estuaries. 
were dumbasses <laughs> like myself. It's only two feet. I can walk. I'm just going to go for a day hike and go up that hill with a little lunch and pretend like a castaway. I'm take my shitty blunt to the top of that ridge. I mean, I'm American. Nothing's going to really happen. But 90, I'm the star of my own movie. I'll be no, fine. <laughs> 90% of attacks happen in estuaries because that's where the crocodiles go mm-hmm. because saltwater fish are coming in. Yeah. Freshwater fish are going out and yeah. they meet there. And that's why I was telling you, these fishermen were just, I was like, Who, is this like normal? Because yeah. it seemed like every time they were throwing their their little finger rod out there, they were, they were reeling in a fish. And that's why the crocs go there because it's abundant eating. Yeah. And they were like, that's where 90% of the deadly attacks happen in mm. Costa Rica. And yeah. I was like, I, I was telling Leah tonight, I was like, I was that close. And I was saying to her, I was like, think about that, though. People have fears, right? Mm. Some of them are weird and stupid. Some of them are justified. But to think that some people in this world meet their end mm. at the hand of their greatest fear. And then I was 15 feet. Mm. Away from at least getting attacked, may not have died. Yeah, can't. We'll never know. Thank goodness. But to think that, like in that moment, if I had walked fifteen more feet, if those guys hadn't been fishing, yeah, and this croc just gets a bite in because I'm just right there, and he, I fell right into his fucking trap. Mm. He was wanting a fish, and now he's got a two hundred twenty pound fucking white meat. <laughs> I'm 212 now. Was, I was fatter then. I, know, I was fatter was, then. It was for it was for comedy. If they could have seen your face, it was very funny. I think. <laughs> but yeah, he went from getting like a a, a four pound, you know, fish. See, so I could eat this sea bass, <laughs> or I could eat this fat asshole. I'm gonna go for the fat asshole. <laughs> If I eat the fish, I'll have to sit here for another 16 hours. I'm really, I, it's been a while, but I'm, <laughs> I'm almost certain he's carrying a hot plate of one of those $4 meals. So I'm going to literally, he's thinking he's going to eat like a king. I'm going to eat like a fucking king because I'm going to eat, I'm going to eat him. <laughs> then I'm going to eat the food on his plate. And you know, I'm going to eat the fucking plate too. Is that brown guy coming over here to say the motherfucker? That's the fourth time this week. <laughs> Fucking gringo. It's still going. I'm getting weird. No. No, it <laughs> fucking locals. <laughs> I come up Don't here. Don't they realize we're on the same team? <laughs> we live in the ecosystem. This is our habitat. And then and then and then the crocodile goes back home to his <laughs> crocodile village and there's crocodile musicians in a coaster. <laughs> Shut that shit off. Shut that shit off. I was this close to eating this blonde asshole. This close! You know the last time I had a blonde white person? It's been a while. They're the best. It's been like 40 years. Okay? 40 years. They're the best kind. <laughs> I eat brown locals all the time. White blondes. They're sinewy, they're bony. And this it was guy a male. Was fat as fuck. <laughs> it was a male. Dick and balls. That's like a delicacy to us. These fucking fishermen just lured him away. <laughs> And then the asshole asked the fisherman if he had weed. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's my almost met my end at the hands of one of my greatest fears. I'm thinking of moving to Lake Placid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm told things are good there. And Betty White feeds people to her, uh, yeah. to her, was that an alligator? I think uh, it was a crocodile. I think it was like all of her plots in that. Tomato. I know tomato. that. All of her plot. Correct. Just and uh, Emmett. From Braveheart. He's the sheriff. 
Braveheart. Yeah, Emmett. His best friend. Should have remembered the rocks. Oh, yes. He's just lacking a beard and long hair. You know they're doing a, a Robert Bruce movie. I do know that. We've talked about that on the pod. Oh, uh, we have. Sorry. What I was going to say is I, outside of like real life fears, like financial fears or things with my kids or with my wife, I, I can't really relate to the kind of fear that you have as a four-year-old when now all of a sudden I'm going to bed every night uh, convinced that Satan himself is under my bed <laughs> and is going to snatch me away. Uh, it's like, yeah, Pennywise is only scary in the shower. Um, Lucifer uh, personified lives in my room and I'm if I don't pray to Jesus right away I'm going to go to hell right now like I'm not I don't even I don't have to die first I'm just going to get dragged there like those people in the play did I wonder if I would have been does masturbating to a real estate magazine get me swiped right I don't know but that (laughs) that whole like four year old origin story explains a lot of the shit I had to wrestle with for the rest of my childhood and teenage years but as an adult, this is not a fear I live with daily. It's not even something I think about. But I do have... You don't have to whisper. Just, I do have. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pod like this now. <laughs> Welcome to TPTO, brought to you by NPR. <laughs> I do have these random, I won't call them recurring, but they happen somewhat often, these nightmares where I have been imprisoned for something I didn't do, and, oh, I'm, about to be, and I'm about to be executed. Oh, shit. And sometimes it's like a medieval execution, like, uh, not medieval, but like old-timey, like being led to the gallows to be hanged. What about, like, pressing? Have you ever seen those? Yeah. The Salem witch trials? I don't want to add to... Where they would I don't crush f- people with rocks? Yeah, I don't want to give my brain extra ideas. The most, <laughs> the most common one is being led to gallows to be hanged. And every once in a while, it's more modern, and it's, uh, it's lethal injection. Let me ask you this. If and, you were going to the gallows to be hanged, are you, one of the, are you, are you wanting your neck to snap instantly? Or do you, yeah. strength, yeah. 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 What do they say in Young Young Blood, uh, Young Guns 2? Uh, uh, sharp, quick pain. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, well, Chavez, I sure shit don't want to die from a sharp, sharp Let me quick, ask you this. On the, pain. Ex- on the I had this conversation. We, for sometimes for our weekly work meetings with the. Uh, Wrong, me, wrongful execution is the dream, the, uh, is the nightmare. Give me 20 minutes, guy. <laughs> he likes to uh, mix it up now. And. Uh, at the end of one of our meetings, he'll ask a question like, uh, oh, that's bad. For fun. Like, uh, well, what's a fun question we can wrap this meeting up with? But one of them was, uh, they're all fucking dumb. But one of them was. <laughs> what's uh, the best thing you ever masturbated to? <laughs> that's what I'm going to lead out with pretty soon. Because I want to throw curveballs at this point and see how far I can go. As a valued employee. Right. Well, everyone but, knows the company rules. We have to answer the question on the floor. So, <laughs> Teresa, why don't you go ahead and start? Best thing you've ever masturbated to. Um, <sighs> no, he asked one that I thought was pretty good. and Because I, I think I've asked it to other people in different situations. But let's say you are on death row. Uh, what's that last meal? And keep in mind, with last meals, there's no limitations. They say that, but I think they do limit to you to what they can produce there I, locally. Look, I've, you can't you can't say uh, I want. Um, well, it's not like you can I, say I, I want Whataburger if you're imprisoned in Georgia. They're not gonna they're not gonna go to Texas or Louisiana yeah, to get like, you a cheeseburger. I, there's a rare Australian fish that, when it's <laughs> broiled and then deep fried, is amazing. <laughs> I would like that, but I would like two of them, and I would like them to be served to me a week apart. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you don't. It's not endless, but 
What I'm saying is there's I, very few limitations. I would want whatever's going to give me horrible immediate diarrhea just so to you stick just... it to those motherfuckers. So what is it? What What is your last meal? Your execution last meal? Three made fresh to order quarter pounders. Okay. And a chocolate milkshake. From? From Steak and Shake, I guess. Okay. And definitely McDonald's fries. Like, at least So two. basically just McDonald's with a Steak and Shake fry? That's really... You're, that's it? The last one? You know, I've thought about this before in relation to the being wrongfully executed nightmare scenarios sure. I have. I don't think I would be able to eat my last meal. So I wouldn't I wouldn't even really care what it was. It, it'd be the... Well, it, let's assume that you've not been wrongfully accused, that mm. you did something that was terrible. Yeah. We don't have to have specifics. I still wouldn't be able to eat it. You know that... You, know you the, say that, but if once you've no, been on death you, row for 19 years eating prison food, and you know, like, you, there's some acceptance to the fact that, like, perhaps. okay, I'm but about you know to the die. Jitter, you know the pre-Santa Claus jitters you get when you're seven and you just can't go to sleep? It's, I don't think that's the right <laughs> metaphor, but I do know what you're talking about. I feel like if I knew that, like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna lethally inject me tomorrow, I'm like, I don't I don't really fucking care what I what I eat. Like, you know what I want my last meal to be? A bottle of alcohol. <laughs> well, I guess you could ask for that. I don't think they'll give you that. I think that might be more than the, the I want so much liquor that I am Here's giggling mine. when you strap me to the table. <laughs> Here's mine. <laughs> That's what my answer was because mm. I've actually there was some great articles about what famous people on death row have asked to eat. Yeah, from from Ted, from Give Ted me, Bundy to John Wayne Gacy to a box of condoms and what's that stuff? Well, there's always used to re- eat it all the time back pussy. in the day. There's always a weird one where the guy, the one I don't remember who it was, but he was a famous serial killer. He ate half his meal and asked the guards to save it for later. What an idiot! That guy definitely needed to die. He yeah. killed a bunch of people, and he thinks he's about to come back to eat the rest of his meal. What I would do, oh, fuck. What I would do, uh, I said I want a thin crust pepperoni pizza, a big salad with ranch dressing. Fuck the salad. Oh, I love salad. We've talked about this. <laughs> big salad, ranch dressing, pizza, 10, ten hot wings. I'll have a gluten-free cauliflower crust pizza. No, I didn't say that. I said a salad with a thin crust. That's not <laughs> fucking erroneous. I'm, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go out healthy. <laughs> I just... I just, if you would fucking listen to me, I said a whole thin crust pepperoni pizza, big salad, 10 extra crispy wings from the Ring Ranch, super hot. I want to know, like, you know how I get the the real hot there? Yeah. The peppery that you don't like? I want to know if there's a hotter one. Yeah. Because to your point, why not? I mean, it's not like I'm going to be around for the shit. That's the problem I have with, like, uber spicy wings is, like, mm. I eat them, I enjoy them, they make me cry. And yeah. then the next day I know... That my asshole is going to shoot flames, yeah. so I try to avoid that. Well, and the but problem- in this case, that's not going to be an issue. And then I I, I finish it mm. with a Oreo uh, shake, mm. like a just vanilla ice cream Oreos. Boom. There's nothing healthy about that. I would just say, just bring me Vanessa Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even playing the game. Because if you could ask for sex, I, of course you would do. If, but then again, to your point, would you? Do you think you're going to perform? I know me well enough. If if I'm going to be put to death tomorrow, I'm not going to get anything down. I'm a conjugal visit would be pretty hard, <laughs> though. Like, just bring me some tail. Can you imagine a conjugal visit? Yeah. Like, a, you haven't seen your wife in six months. Listen, I stopped watching Oz because it was bumming me the fuck out. 
Like I watched the first season and the half of the second. I was like, I don't need to see how this ends because this is bumming me the fuck out. Yeah, (laughs) this is a very gritty. What I would imagine is close to real depiction Mm. of big time jail. Yeah. And mainline. And I don't I'm not interested in 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 uh, taking a trip through that. I can watch Deadwood. It'd be like, oh, fuck. Like, I kind of want to wear a cowboy hat now. I kind of want to get into You this. could pull off cowboy hat. And I can watch The Sopranos and go like, I could figure out a way to run numbers. You know, and I'll watch The Boardwalk Empire and be like, I kind of want to wear a three-piece suit. Whatever show I start watching, I get into. You watch Indiana Jones, you're like, I want to live in tweed suits now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have the bag. Exactly. Yeah. So when you watch Oz... That's like, not a... It's like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do any of this. But that being said... Yeah, Oz was tough, but I still can't stop watching like the prison documentaries. There's a there was a show for a long time. I can't remember what it was called. I think it's still out where they just go prison to prison. There's something fascinating about it, but not in the sense that I want to be a part of it. To your point, you want to go to Deadwood. You want to be in the mob. Yeah. You want to wear a three piece suit. You want to be Indiana Jones. Yeah. Those are different though. Yeah. No one's ever seen Shawshank Redemption and said, "I'd love to be raped by the sisters." <laughs> That's not a thing. Yeah. But we're still fascinated by that ecosystem, for lack of a better word. By that, I'm, I'm not. I am. I'm not I think fa- that the, I, I am fascinated. Especially the American prison system. I am fascinated with the gang culture. Like when they do, like when Discovery does an Aryan Brotherhood documentary, I will watch that. That piques my interest. If they do one on MS-13, I'll watch gang culture by way of prison stuff. But <clears throat> when they just do like a... This is what life is like in jail. I'm like, that seems terrible. And knowing that there are people in the system who are wrongfully convicted and were innocent the whole time, I just, I'm not interested in that subject matter. I try and stay away from that subject matter. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Is it because of the dreams? Maybe. Um, But, I mean, assuming I was able to get down a last meal, pepperoni pizza is definitely there. Hot wings are definitely there. Uh, that new McDonald's quarter pounder is the jam. That's going to be in there too. What a meal! Now you're definitely shitting yourself. And Vanessa Shaw mm. <laughs> for dessert. I hope she subscribes, <laughs> but I don't know if I want her to listen. <laughs> it's like follow, but don't listen. <laughs> follow back, but don't don't listen. Because when when we talk about you, we're talking about a. Hocus Pocus version of you and it, it, the whole it, it all comes she into question. She was 17. <laughs> That's of age in like 30 of the 50 states. <laughs> That's legal in the same amount of states that marijuana is now. Yeah. <laughs> any uh, any news stories? Anything that's happened recently you want to talk about? Good meals? Uh, I'm just trying to transition from prison and Vanessa Shaw <laughs> and I just fi- fi- figured we could <laughs> throw that out there. I don't know. It's tough. Like we covered the three topics that Have I... Have you ever broken a bone based on what we're seeing here with it? The kid breaks his arm. I broke a toe. That's not... And no, that doesn't count. And, and There's nothing, nothing can happens. be done for no. a toe. I've broken toes and fingers and not no. much can happen. No, I was, you know, between me and my brothers, Brian was the most cautious and probably still is to this day. And I'm the second most cautious or the what does second, that mean? second least. Like in terms of risk taking. Like I don't think... Yeah, but I mean... It's not like you have to be a risk taker to break a bone. I knew kids in elementary school that broke bones just from like falling two feet. Yeah, I never put 
in throughout my life, I've never put myself in a situation where I might break something. Never. I did come close to fracturing something. I don't remember what it was. It was either an arm or a leg. Uh, when we were on a ski trip once, mm. I was hauling ass down, not paying attention, being ridiculous, and I ran headfirst into um, a warning sign. And I just remember going up into the air and landing funny. It must have been my arm. And we thought it was broken. And I got taken downhill on one of those sled stretchers. Oh, yeah. So I'm head first, and the ski patrol dude's hauling ass down the quickest route, which is like mostly blues. And my dad's trying to follow and keep up and not eat shit on the way down behind like him. Like in skis? Yeah. Oh, wow. And they did x-rays, and they were like, I remember them saying like, Nothing is broken, but you can see right here where it almost wants to be. So you're done skiing for the rest of the week. Yeah. And I just, but that's the closest I ever came. But in terms of like just fucking around with your friends and stuff, I was just like, we'd all like go out, you know, kind of like this movie or stand by me, like go out exploring in the woods and building forts and shit. And then we'd like come across like a small river where there's a seven foot drop there. You can jump down on the riverbank and they're all just jumping. And I'm like, yeah, that looks like it would hurt my knees or my feet or both. I'm going to yeah. walk around. I just never took that risk. And as, as whatever kind of life risks I would be willing to take, Brian would never take. And I think, I think to be fair and banks would admit this, he takes the most risks. Sure. <laughs> He's like, yeah, hey, I'll do it. <laughs> I'm like, I might do it. And Brian's like, I'll never do that. And Banks is like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do yeah, it. Whatever. <laughs> Ride or die. No, I get that. So I just never put myself in the position. The time I broke one of my toes, it was from landing weird on it on a trampoline. And it was definitely broken. And I remember my dad saying, well, there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, if we went to the hospital, they're not going to do anything. You're just going to have to let it fix itself and call it a day. And that was that. Yeah. My old downstairs neighbor, Josh, broke his hand once punching a wall because he was having a fight with his girlfriend. She And they were he was particularly mad, and so he punched a wall. And the thing about the walls in our apartment, even though they look like sheetrock, they're actually that, that soft concrete. And he broke his ring and pinky finger and the bones in his hand above them. Mm-hmm. And no health insurance. Sure. <laughs> so he just duct taped it. He duct taped the broken fingers to the middle finger. Uh-huh. So he had like a penguin flipper. Oh, nice. And just let them heal alongside that. Yeah. <laughs> and to this day, if I if he makes a fist, the first two fingers make a fist. The other two just kind of hang up tight and get all weird looking. <laughs> and it's not a visual medium, but that's kind of what his fist looks like on one hand now because he can't form one anymore. I, I'm kind of with you on the wrist taking. <laughs> I, I never did that so much. I was always a little bit careful. Yeah. We did have a rope swing on this lake we used to go to that was always a little suspect because it was off a rock wall and it was deep enough but if a rope swing is questionable anyway yeah. because if you don't let go at the right time you're going to hit the rock wall yeah that's that's the perfect but, example of one of those things but where that I being, been like I'm good I'm not going to I did it, I I did it several times because I'm, I'm not an idiot I know how to let go of a rope some people don't yeah but one of my favorites was we were out there doing that and a guy that shall remain unnamed total goofball Love this guy to death. I haven't seen him in 20 years, it seems like. But he was swinging out. <laughs> Sorry. Sentimental. He swings out, and he had done it naked. I should have told you this before. Mm. He comes running out of the woods naked and just jumps on the swing and just goes out. And he gets full apex. Let's go of the rope. It's the highest jump I've ever seen off this thing. And 
when as soon as he lets go, he just drops a turd. And we know, knowing him, we knew it was on purpose. So he's in the middle of the air and just starts shitting. And it was just funny to see the gravity work because you would think that he would get to the water first, but yeah. both turd and him hit at the same time. And it was just like, anyways, that happened. And then two jumps later, one of these other kids didn't let go and like snapped his, it like broke his arm right underneath the elbow. Mm. And it was like this whole big deal, but. Wait, see, like my dad had a cousin who was doing like a zip line thing with like just a stick, and the stick broke, and he never made it to the water. <laughs> he broke his back, and to this day, he he has to have like crutch assistance to walk. Like, and that's something I knew about as a kid. And it's like, this yeah, I bitch. just I just don't want to take any risks. Like, I've I've met your cousin before, and he used to be wheelchair bound, and now he can walk some, but he needs the help of crutches, and it's all from a a. A, uh, whatever you call it, accident out by a lake. He was trying to zip line into water and landed on tree roots instead. I'm not taking that risk. So when my buddies were like, let's do backflips off the dock. I'm like, I'm good. I'm going to go beat off in the dark and go to bed. I'm not going to do what you guys are doing. You guys are seeking thrills and I'm just trying to come down after a literally, long day. Just literally come down. Yeah. We got a pie request, not a commercial break. Pie time. Pie time for Leah. Bad for me. You're gonna have it before or after you beat off. <laughs> uh, in, in the middle, <laughs> probably during. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat pie while I pod. Yeah, let's we're, do it. We're recording. The thing I love about cherry pie. Oh, you're recording. Yeah, I got the. So beer. I just told you I was gonna be jacking off while I eat my cherry pie. <laughs> That's, That's why good. I turned it on. That's good. Well done, sir. <laughs> I, you know, I've never done that. You've been stanza as far as like. Sex or I mean, masturbation while talking jerk. Oh, I remember my buddy, I think it was Patrick in middle school or high school, told me what a blumpkin was and it blew my mind. Yeah, I don't want, let's not. <laughs> let's not. And if someone wants to know, give them an excuse to reach out to the tptopod well, pod at gmail.com. That's an interesting combination. It's Aaron not, Patrick. it's not interesting. It's, it's abhorrent and those things should be completely separate of themselves and nothing would be pleasurable about that. I, Look, we know what happens when we do that. We don't need to put another human being's face. You're so uptight. I'm not uptight, and this has nothing to do with butthole pleasures or to, you know chocolate tasking, which I'm not a fan of. Uh, that's just I know what a blumpkin is, and we need not go there. You know, for a man who almost died at the hands of a crocodile, yeah. I would have thought you would <clears throat> want to taste life. Uh, you know, <laughs> breakfast tastes better that next morning. But that doesn't mean I said I want a blowjob while I'm having a shit. For people that want to know what a blumpkin is, you just got your answer. You don't even have to. You don't even have to reach out via email. <laughs> a blowjob while having a shit. I'm glad you did that because inevitably, the next time I saw like my mom, she's like, "What's a blumpkin?" <laughs> now she knows. And yeah. Well, to be fair, she probably wouldn't have asked me. She would have just asked Banks. Well. Because Banks has probably done it. <laughs> He's that one guy. Like, people talk about Blumpkins or anything you might find in Urban Dictionary. But Banks is that guy. BPH is the guy that's like, oh, no, it's not as cool as it sounds. Or it's way cooler than you think. I'm trying to figure out what... I have a great Halloween costume in mind. Blumpkin Baggins. <laughs> well, I always wanted to do, to that point, I always wanted to do, like, Dildo Baggins. <laughs> or uh, Douchebag Baggins. Or, like, just... Any one of the other... You could always do a lot of Hobbit things, I think. <laughs> so what are you? I'm a Hobbit getting a blowjob taking a shit. 
Blumpkin Baggins. <laughs> It's a great, like, you know what would be funny? If I could slide that past. So uh, there's uh, this element of what my company does every year at Christmas. You might be familiar, but they do like a thing where they deliver Christmas trees Hmm. in elf costumes. Leah did it one year, and she was Teacup the Elf. Very cute, right? And there's a couple other... One of the fat guys... So you're going to choose your name? You'd be Blumpkin? I'd be Blumpkin the Elf, just to see if it could get past the first round of, like... Wait a minute, what's your name? Blumpkin. I'm Blumpkin the Elf. Some people would be like, that sounds cute. I like that. But I imagine somebody would be like, wait, what was that? Yeah, I'm Blumpkin the Elf. Did you say your name is Rusty Trombone? <laughs> no, no, I said Blumpkin. All right, that works. I don't know what that is. And then you show up at someone's house, who knows, and yeah. like, oh, the elves are here. What's your name? Like, oh, that's Teacup. Oh, what's your name? Crinkle Cut. Oh, that's great. Well, who are you? I'm Blumpkin the Elf. What? <laughs> my kids are here. <laughs> this is a, this is why we brought well, you. Well, do they know what my name means? Well, no, but I do and gross. <laughs> like, I know. Right, fine. My name is Rusty Trombone. <laughs> Rusty Trombone the Elf. That's actually better. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Anywho, back to it. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm trying to think of the other, like, Rusty Trombone-esque things like Spider-Man and Superman and, <laughs> and all that shit. Oh, uh, the Eiffel Tower. Eiffel uh, Tower the Elf. Uh, strawberry Cheesecake. Oh, or no, it's Strawberry Shortcake. That's the one. My well, name's Blind Pirate the Elf. Oh, Bully's lost his mind here. Yeah, he's angry. He's super. Super duper angries. Ugh. What were we talking about before? Fucking Blumpkins. You <laughs> you totally deboed the situation. <laughs> Blum- That's My a- name's Blumpkin. <laughs> Hello. I can just say, I'm Blumpkin. Blumpkin the elf. <laughs> What's that mean? I like to get blowjobs while I'm having a shit. I just happen to be an elf. <laughs> what would you like for Christmas? For you to go uh, away. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with getting a blowjob while you're having a shit. Yes, yes, there is. (laughs) And now I understand what that smell is. Please go away, Blumpkin. (laughs) Children's book. I'm Blumpkin the Elf. I'm Blumpkin the Elf. Blumpkin. When Santa's not around, I bring you stuff. Do you think we could pass that through? Is there any way you could write a? And imagine it's a very listen. It's a very clean. Yeah. Well-written children's book yeah. about an elf named Blumpkin. I have two words for you. Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, what is that? Boofed. <laughs> in, the, in the history of every dirty friend I've ever had from childhood, boofing has always meant butt-fucking. But he somehow or another convinced every out-of-touch old white Republican in Congress, like, oh, what's a drinking term? Like, yeah, since when? Well, it didn't matter. Even all those dudes could have known what boofing yeah. actually means. Boofing and the triangle one, like you, it's like yeah, those are all fucking sex terms. Like no, 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 my if you're gonna turn my fraternal the, brothers and I, those were drinking. If you're like, gonna go on the Brett yeah. Kavanaugh thing, all I can say is I saw a great article on uh, Facebook, which that's how you know it's true. Mm-hmm. But there's like. I don't know. I guess the modern day witching thing is real. There's like real witches. Yeah, or at I least saw this. they 
think of themselves as real. Yeah. But like 10,000 of them are thinking about getting together and cursing this man. Putting a hex on him. Yeah. Putting a hex or, you know, put a pox on you, all that thing. But like, I want it to happen <laughs> just to see. If it's real. Not if it's real, because it's not. Yeah. But like anything that would happen to him, that would happen to him anyway. Yeah. It's like the day after the great hexing of Kavanaugh mm-hmm. on the on the fucking National Mall, you know? Yeah. They do their, their witches hexing. And the next day, it, he finds out he's got butthole cancer, which he probably already had yeah. two years ago, but yeah. didn't do his prostate exam because, you know, he's not taking care of himself. <laughs> but then because of the hexing the night yeah. before... Oh, man. Can you imagine if they were like, oh, dude, those witches gave Kavanaugh butthole cancer. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Don't piss off the witches. Yeah. Well, my only point being, if he can convince all the old white out-of-touch people in Congress that boofing doesn't actually mean butt-fucking, even though it has for as long as I've been alive with perverted friends. I can't, I can't, not to stop you, I don't, I, I've <laughs> never thought of, I don't. The term. I'm pretty sure they say "boof" in South Park I a mean, lot. They might, but I don't. I don't think they do a lot because I've seen it's almost a every Phillip phrase. I think uh, maybe it is. I'm just telling you, I don't know the term "boofing." I if mm. someone said like, "Dude, I totally boofed that chick last night," I'd be like, "What is that?" I would be that guy. I drinking gamed her. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but I'm just saying. Like, Point I don't, being, if he can do that. We could write a Christmas book about Blumpkin the Elf and just push right past anybody. Doesn't you can Blumpkin always play it off like, no, we just thought Blumpkin was cute. Blumpkin's a fun name. Blumpkin, Blumpkin the Elf. Blumpkin the Elf. In terms of, <clears throat> I don't, you know, not to go political. Well, you already. Well, we kind of did. Everybody on the left was mad about Kavanaugh because of the potential of Roe v. Wade being overturned. And I was thinking about it. I think that's an aspect. I don't think that's the main aspect. It was an aspect. But I was thinking about Roe v. Wade and I thought, I have an idea. I ha- like you know how Warren Buffett comes out every once in a while and waves his million dollar dollars around and says, "I have an idea on how to fix the deficit." It's like eight billion, but yeah, I can fix the deficit in three steps. You you know, term limits on Congress take away congressional pay, and they have to be part of the healthcare system just like the rest of America. And it's like, oh yeah, that would fix it all, except that'll never happen. Which that always makes me mad because it's like, yeah, I-, I wish people would stop and think that every Republican dickhole in, in Congress that says that socialized medicine is a bad idea, their fucking health care is socialized medicine. Everyone in Congress, left or right, takes advantage of a government-funded health care plan, but they control what the rest of us have to deal with. Anyways, he comes... Letting, was letting, letting you get it out, bud. <laughs> Warren Buffett comes out all the time and says he could fix the deficit with all these steps. And I, I when the, in light of the Kavanaugh stuff, I had this thought... I could solve the abortion issue. I am letting you get it out, bud. <laughs> Tell me more. Here's how you solve the abortion issue. It's okay. very easy. You give the right what they want. Abortion is now illegal. Mm-hmm. And will exclude uh, risks to the, the life of the, the mother. Or the baby. Or the baby. If yeah. there's a risk involved, then it, there's, a, there's a loophole. But uh, <clears throat> voluntary... Or elective abortions, like elective plastic surgery. We outlaw that. We give the right what they want. Okay. And we replace and what we do is we put a law into place. If any woman gets impregnated against her will, she has a baby she doesn't want, 
she goes she, to the authorities and says, this dude that I had a one night stand with got me pregnant and I didn't want to have this baby. And now because I have to have it, you know, I want something done. They do a DNA test, confirm that he is the dad, automatic five years in jail for him. <laughs> how soon, how long would it take for the most staunch far right Christian conservative <laughs> guy to go, whoa, 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 whoa. You mean I got to do a five year penalty for a bad decision I made? That's not cool. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she has to do a lifetime penalty of a bad decision she made. Yeah. How long before the farthest right cocksucker is like, let's revisit this abortion topic because I'm not in favor of going to jail for accidentally getting a chick pregnant. I don't know. <laughs> I think they're all, you know, these women, they're just making this shit up. It's anyway. all made up. It's not real. Yeah. It goes back to that. I heard that uh, auto commercial I told you about today. <laughs> LC Dick Wagon. Lady Dick Wagon Ford. Come on down. We got uh, Ford F-150s and Mustangs. That's the only Ford we sell. But don't have none of them hybrids. That's for them pussy-ass liberals. Also, come back on Saturday. We're doing a hot dog social. All proceeds go to the Him Too movement because we are tired of all these women making false accusations. Come on down, Lenny Dickwagon Ford. Ask for Lenny. <laughs> Sorry, man. I've just been thinking about that all day. I know you I've been talking about Lenny Dickwagon. That's been one I'm of my alter you're... egos for a long, long time. That goes back years, right? Because it's like those great, is uh, the, hey, hey, I'm Time Bodette. And we'll yeah. leave the light on yeah. for you. Pedri X Burn Pedri X Burn Girl. But Lenny Dickwagon Ford. Because here's the thing <laughs> that's a true story now. I've, I've often said that uh, there's that uh, live app periscope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you could put that, if someone secretly put that into my work vehicle, I do believe I would have gone viral years ago. <laughs> because there's times when I'm riding down the road and I'm like, Lenny Dickwagon Ford does not approve of the driver who just pulled out in front of me <laughs> violently. <laughs> I gotta tell you, Lenny Dickwagon Ford's starting to sound a little bit like Val Kilmer's Doc Holliday. <laughs> well, Lenny does not sound like anybody. L.C. <laughs> Dickwagon, as his friends called him. You, you're an oak. <laughs> well, I am convinced, Wyatt. You well, are an oak. Very cosmopolitan. <laughs> no, Elsie Dickwagon no, has I'm been really a, a character that I don't... It's just funny because the there's parts of me... Johnny Ringo, this is a, educated this is, this man. This is very uh, self... Um, refl- I'm, really ju- I'm really looking inward here. Mm. Because most of my job, I am very much alone... And I'm in a car for long hours of the day. I'm looking and and the I've actually ma- made some, uh, I've had some self-conviction lately. I, I find that when you spend most of your work life on the road, mm. you become a terrible human being. And I, I let me go deeper with that. It's kind of touches on some old Louis C.K. comedy mm. where like, Someone just kind of inches into your lane. Yeah. Just accidentally. Mm. And you're like, you fucking piece of shit. I hope you fucking die. <laughs> and you're like, wow. <laughs> wait, why? They, they made a yeah. minor mistake. And yet you're, you call them a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> you don't know who that person. It's a mother of three. Father yeah. of two. Yeah. Grandfather made a small mistake. But yet... Because you're in vehicles yeah. without any kind of human connection. Vehicles, you which fucking piece of shit. <laughs> vehicles, which believe it or not, no one can see you pick no your one, nose right. when you're inside the car. So <laughs> I made a decision and I told Leah because I was finding myself, it was just becoming very uh, t- 
toxic. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to stop doing that. Yeah. If someone cuts me off and I live, <clears throat> let it go. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I wish you hadn't done that. I hope you have a good day. <laughs> Rather than like, you fucking cocksucker. You know, like getting on their ass. Yeah. And, and honking the horn. Because I was like, it doesn't affect anybody but me. So for three weeks, it's been fairly good. But today, I was like, not having a good one. <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, man, I made this like commitment to myself to not be this guy that like gets pissed off at everything that happens on the road that's totally out of my control. But the other part of this is that when you when that's not happening, but you're just kind of mindlessly driving, it's just the shit. It, again, it gets back mm. to if there was a periscope in my yeah. work vehicle. Yeah. I think there would be people that would be asking, is he sane? I think Patton Oswalt has stand-up that, like, is is this, like, when he talks about just all the ridiculous, gibbery, jabbery bullshit he says to himself in the car. It, I don't think it's, and it, it, it should be stand-up. Because, like I said, there were times today where I was like, come on down here to Lynn Dick Wagon Ford. We got all the cars you want. Just don't bring that little bullshit down here. <laughs> And I was like, I'm not talking. There's no, there's no ulterior motive. Yeah. I'm not talking to anyone. Yeah. I was inventing characters. Yeah. I was doing like for there was like an Australian. There was like, because I, I was thinking about Matt and the beers, <laughs> and I was like, it was just. There, um, uh, Matt and Perth, please subscribe. <laughs> there was just. There was an English accent that popped in. Just fuck oh, off, mate. Oh, hello, governor. Oh, I'm here for a Lenny Dickwagon Ford. I heard you sell Mustangs, <laughs> and I'm here for one of those. It's Do funny. You- it's funny you saying all this because today I did something for the first. Like normally, I get mad at people doing stupid shit in their cars, but today for some reason, instead of getting mad and screaming at them, I impersonated what I thought they would be thinking. That's. Because it was very clever. It was this idiot that was doing like 15 miles an hour. And you could tell he's trying to figure out where to turn. Yeah. And instead of screaming at him from behind, I'm just going, oh, driving is so hard (laughs) when you don't know how to do it. I think I need to turn left now. Oh, is there a car coming? I can't tell. And the whole time I'm behind him, I can see him like glancing in his mirror and seeing my mouth. And I'm like, I wonder if he thinks I'm yelling or if he's aware of the fact that I'm talking as if I'm him as an idiot. Like, oh, it's so hard to drive a car sometimes. (laughs) And it happened like 20 minutes later with some woman who... Wanted to turn left on a on a four lane highway with a fifth lane that's purely there for turners. Yeah. You merge into it to turn, and instead of getting into it, she put her blinker on and then stayed in the lane outside of it yeah. to turn over the turning lane. And instead of yelling at her like I normally would, I was like, "It's so hard driving cars sometimes because <laughs> there's a lane and you can't get into it because you you don't think about it and you yeah. just." Stop. Yeah. And everybody else is honking and mad. I guess that's the point, though. Like, <laughs> and I'm it's just like, talking like a moron. I know you, you drive a good bit, right? Yeah, a lot. And a lot. So both of our jobs, and, and Matt is even more so. I'd love to hear what Matt does in Australia when you drive, like, <laughs> for a literal living. I bet he says cunt a lot. Oh, probably. Because I do. <laughs> and I say it more down there. Yeah. I love the word. We've discussed. Well, yeah. But uh, they say cotton. There was a, there like was a point. There was a point today where uh, I was at a outside of a Costco, which is generally a parking lot you want to just totally not be 
involved in. Costco generally. parking lots are terrible. But this Costco, Park? this Costco is attached to uh, like a mall. Yeah. So it's it's double. Bad. Costco parking lots are as bad as being inside a Walmart. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> the truth be told, I like Costco's. Once I'm inside, yeah. Once you're it, in the store, Costco is great. Yeah. There's yeah. space. Their carts are extra wide. Samples. You get samples. You get a chub pack of whatever. Yeah. Things you don't need. But the parking lot is like being inside a wall. Oh, it's an, it's a Nachtmar. That's German. <laughs> I don't think it is. I'm just using night. Knocked. Nachtmar. Like, I just want to park my but God this damn guy, car. This guy was backing out. And GV, when I say that it took him a full two minutes to back out, okay, to not just be gone mm-hmm. from his space, but the actual, to get to a point where he was going to, he was backing out. This way, like going right. Yeah. And then he was going to be turning left to actually get back straight. It took two minutes to get to that point where he wasn't even turning the <laughs> steering wheel left. Those are my favorite people to do the voice of. It's okay. I'm, I'm getting okay. So I'm almost there. I had oh, that oh, commitment hold on, hold on. where I wasn't going to be a dickhead anymore. <laughs> and I had been bad for most of the day. This was about four o'clock. And, uh, but I had told myself, be better. But that doesn't mean that I don't just say, nope. And I just like, I was like, I've been here for a minute and a half watching you do this painfully, I'm telling myself like, no, no, don't scream at him. Because yeah. I could see he was old, yeah, but not like old. Yeah. I would put him at like 65. Like he's not driving back to a nursing home. No. He, he's driving back he's to He's driving a- to go early vote for Trump. But the point was, <laughs> I just like, I, when he finally got that back to where he was start, so then he starts to make that left-hand turn, please room and stops to reverse more. I was like, yeah. no, no, no. It just went right around him. <laughs> and he gives me this look. I was like, hey, man, I gave you a minute and a half. Yeah. I, honestly, I gave you more patience than I've given anybody in a year. <laughs> I honked at a 15-year-old with a learning to drive sticker yesterday. All right? I gave you time. I see your veterans' hats all stacked in the back of your car. Thank you for your service, but quit fucking driving because you clearly don't know how to anymore. You have great stories about Vietnam, I'm sure. (laughs) But driving, you don't do that anymore. But if you don't tell them, you probably experience something. (laughs) So do that. We don't need to see your first cab. Thank you for your service. Please get out of the fucking way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't don't, uh, take into account military service while we're driving. (laughs) Just get out of the way. We're all equal. It's just just different. When, When people are driving place A to place B... To a grocery store, to a Marshalls, to fucking Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah, they're not on our level. I do this day to day. I drive for a oh, living. That's, that's I how drive I feel, yeah. from South, from Macon to fucking Nashville. Get out of my fucking way. This is my job. Learn how to drive. Yeah, you're and, like George Clooney and up in up in the air, the air up there, whatever. That yeah, means. which is a great movie. He's a professional traveler. He's like, I have this shit down pat. Yeah. You go do your security checkpoint bullshit over yeah. here. Because I had my belt off the minute I walked in. Yeah. My like, shoes have been like, off since I fucking like, got out of the airport. I live in loafers because I do the airport. Yeah. Like, I like that movie when he's like, when you're traveling, get behind the Asians. They know what they're doing. <laughs> and it's not even yeah. racist. It's just yeah. find the Asians when you're going through the T- TSA checkout because they know what they're doing. They travel for a living. Yeah. Find the Asians. Which is the opposite in terms of driving. Yeah. Because if well, <laughs> well, I'll say this. I've never- like the, wait a minute. It's like that Always Sunny. The one who's like, 
I got, we got T-Bone by an Asian. She followed all the rules. Very surprising. <laughs> totally my fault. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Sometimes for work, I cut through a Super H Mart, and I can't tell you how many near accidents I've been in because some tiny old Asian lady who can barely see over the steering wheel just doesn't stop at the stop sign. Just drives right through it and right in front of me, sometimes into my side. I've actually had to do more swerve arounds than I can count. And it's some tiny old Asian person leaving the Super H Mart with their produce. And it's just like this fucking parking lot. I've had more near accidents with Asian... What is this parking lot? Super H Mart in in Chambly. Super H. Super H. It's it's an Asian grocery store. Interesting. They have a food we shop at an Asian grocery store called Nam De Moon, but that's they have an Asian food court in there. It's like Korean, <laughs> Vietnamese, Chinese, Japanese. They have like six restaurants, all different Asian cultures. The food's great. The store is really cool, but the people that drive there do not know how to drive. Yeah, and it's what's funny is it's connected to a Lexus dealership, and I've actually seen Asian customers leaving Super H Mart and drive into someone leaving the lot in a brand new Lexus. <laughs> It's like this, like honey. Hey, this is the ride we've been waiting for. Uh, oh Jesus! <laughs> they say it depreciates when you leave the lot, but this is this is a whole new lot. What I had in mind. Oh wow! If I, dude, can you imagine? You just saw you. You've been at the dealership for an hour and a half. You signed yeah. every piece of paperwork. You you're so happy. You've got a Lexus, young or old. Yeah. This is you just bought a. A fine car. Mm. You pull out and an Asian and a Corolla. You talked yourself out of the lease. (laughs) You went for the buy. (laughs) Take a right. And an Asian and and a Honda and a a Corolla just just T-bones you. (laughs) Did you not stop at the stop sign? I just left the parking lot. (laughs) It's not even... You go back, you're like, I just bought this like seconds ago. (laughs) Can I get a different one? Oh, well, no. Uh, Well, you can, but we're going to have to roll the negative equity from this accident into the new vehicle. So your new payment will be $875. (laughs) Fuck. What is my other option? Your other option is to keep paying for this one uh, and have no car to drive. I, and the, the part about that is that you know it's happened. I've watched it happen. Well, I know, but I'm saying like it wasn't always an Asian person. No, but I'm saying but just I'm, generally in, the per- in this particular like Asian I, people, please. <laughs> Asian people, subscribe. please subscribe and <clears throat> drive better. I, I that's <laughs> what, what are you? Come on, <laughs> hey, this is a comedy podcast. It is, but it, to be fair, I in see, the Trump I, era. There's well, we should embrace that. <laughs> I thought about that the other day. I told you I'm voting for him in 2020. Well, that, but I'm saying like I'm just gonna start. I just wondered if like. You and I are just, whatever, me, mm. like committed to a week of acting and speaking like him. I had the thought that I want to be, I want to try and become a mega celebrity so that I can grab Melania by the pussy. Mm. That'd be interesting. <laughs> me, I get by the Secret Service. Well, I'm just like, no, she's into me. Like, I'm a celebrity and she, oh, she cheats on Donald. God, that would be so and I can just, great. And I can just say what that kind I of new her? story would that yeah, be just if, her like, by the pussy, moved on not even grabbed him by the pussy, just like, you fucked Melania. <laughs> like, what if that was like the, the TMZ? Yeah. Like, you, you do like a wrestling, like, call it, like, I pissed on her too, Donald. <laughs> yeah, like a promo. <laughs> yeah. Listen to me, Donald. When you were over there in Poland, 
kissing Saudi Arabia's ass. I was inside Melania's ass. And when I, I pulled out, her bed. I didn't even come. I just pissed on her face. It's all that. Yeah, that would love that. That's what are you going to do about that, Donald? What should I do, brother? <laughs> I pissed in your bed, this bitch. <laughs> Oh, Wrestling call-outs with, with the president. What are you going to do, Donald, when the golden voice comes into your White House and rains a golden shower down on your wife? She doesn't even love you anymore. And guess what? It wasn't just Melania. Ivanka was there, too. I peed on all the Trump women. Golden voice pees on all the Trump women. Just to cover my bases, I went and pissed on all your ex-wives. <laughs> I, I pissed on the first first lady. <laughs> I, I am first lady. <laughs> they call Melania first lady. I am first Trump lady. <laughs> this bitch just got pissed on by the golden voice. God. Woo, woo. <laughs> You might, the laugh man's the hype man back there. <laughs> I'm your mouth of yeah, South, yeah. Jimmy Hart. He pissed on him, Donald. And, and, and you just wear a bright yellow suit. <laughs> the golden voice is doing golden showers. <laughs> All over Trump's America. Uh, but yeah, no, it's... Uh, like what? What? There's, there's no line. There's anymore. no line anymore. Yeah. We can make all of these jokes. This Any, guy. This guy that, is defending Saudi Arabia. Yeah. They just dismembered a dude. Yeah. In their embassy. Yeah. And he's like, well, I mean, innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> uh, no, motherfucker. It, it's kind of like when yeah. I, in this country, they're not in this country. <laughs> it's kind of like when I hear that, I always, I'm always reminded about um. Because, you know, every 9-11, everyone's got a post. Yeah. Right. Oh. Never I was, forget. This is never forget. I was here. This is what I was doing that day. I've been guilty of that. I was in but, biology class as a freshman. I was in class. You weren't a freshman because I was a senior. I was a freshman. Oh, interesting. Anyways, uh, we, you know, they talk about that and they were like, well, and that's why we went and fucked up Afghanistan and Iraq. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's weird because Saudi Arabia. 15 <laughs> of the 19, yeah, 15 of the 19 hijackers were Saudis. Yeah, well, they're our ally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the Soviet Union was our ally during World War II. Doesn't make them a good country. <laughs> Yeah. If you steal an apple, it's basically like Aladdin over there. You get your hand cut off. Yeah. They just gave women the right to drive last year. But even then, it's not like every woman can drive because you have to look at the tiny print because yeah. the husband has to be in the car. Yeah. Right and now, give them permission to drive. Right now, 2018, there's a young 20-something-year-old girl scheduled to be beheaded <laughs> for speaking out against the government. That's our out. Like, I'm so, like, I'm gonna go on a slightly libertarian tear here. Where's the fucking feminist outrage there? Mm. Like every liberal man or woman yeah. or feminist is all rah rah equal pay and women's rights and her, me too blah 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 and you're like yeah what about this 
25-year-old chick over here in Saudi Arabia who's literally scheduled to be beheaded for saying negative things about the government. What do you have to say about that? Like, oh, well, that's their culture and we can't mm. judge. It's like, fuck that and fuck their culture. You can sure as shit judge. You could at least say something. But that's my... Beyond going all deep into that, I'm just saying, I was thinking about today, yeah. during my impressions on the road of all types of cultures, I was like, I'm just, what if, what if just a week, I was just like, man, I'm like a Facebook post, she said, don't you, aren't you just glad to know me? I'm the smartest guy you know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I have a huge penis. Yeah. I'm the greatest person you I'm know. I'm not going to say I have a huge penis. I have huge hands and huge feet. That's all I'll well, say. He, he did the penis no thing problem. on the campaign trail. And then today, the one about, I understand, I have an innate sense of understanding of science, hence I understand climate change. <laughs> oh, innate and just I should try that with work. Sense of science. I'm the best printer in Atlanta. Nobody prints better than I yeah. do. Yeah. I, oh. No one can deal with China like I can deal with China. <laughs> By China, I'm saying China. Yeah. But because I'm an idiot, <laughs> it sounds like China, even somebody, though it's China. Somebody on Facebook shared a direct quote from him like, I have a genius plan for handling. I'm a stable genius. <laughs> he said, I have a genius plan for handling ISIS and taking care of it within 30 days. Mark my words. And then it was like 631 days later, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> It's like, where's that genius plan there, genius? Because you're way over past, you're way overdue on your 30 day promise, and they're it's still gets, out there. It gets back just because we're on it now. <laughs> there's no getting off this now. Yeah, I understand to both of our families' point that they voted that way because they viewed it as better than the alternative. Yeah, and because they are at their core conservative people. You're you're, you're a woman. <laughs> Yeah, they definitely weren't voting for D. Uh, but the point is, I while I understand that, that you couldn't bring yourself to vote for Hillary, mm-hmm. that's not my problem. I actually understand that. Yeah. I do understand that yeah. because I didn't want and I didn't vote for Hillary. But it's just like... Now we're getting to this weird plane of existence where mm. this dude, he can't do anything wrong. And then when he says, like, oh, I mean, I understand science better than most scientists. <laughs> or, uh, you know, I understand how to solve the ISIS crisis. No one's doing anything better than me. I can solve all. And they just eat this shit up. And now I see these posts. That's why I follow that one particular Facebook page. Because mm. I watch these people say he's the best president ever and i don't know if you saw this recently but he had a painting made have you seen this no. it's in the white house this is a true story <laughs> look it up for those listening this is true yeah there's a painting in the white house of him hanging out with other famous republican presidents at like a it looks like is the, lincoln in this picture i don't think so <laughs> but it's i saw reagan yeah. nixon which is hello yeah probably not the one <laughs> But like, <laughs> like all these famous uh, Teddy, I saw Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. But it's like them hanging. Those the Republicans before Republicans were Republicans. Yeah. Before he understands <laughs> the dichotomy shift. 
Like, yes, um, yes. Everybody knows the history of Dixiecrats and what Republicans used to be and whatever. Blue dog Democrats. And what, and what every mm. modern day Republican conveniently leaves Which, out I is all that. the racist oh Democrats God. left the party you and joined the Republicans. So frustrating <laughs> and so right about what you're saying <laughs> is that when they say, well, it was the Republicans that freed the slaves. Uh, uh, Dixiecrats were the ones who were pro-segregation. Like, yeah, until Lyndon Johnson signed the Civil Rights Bill and all the racist Democrats left the party and right. went, where? Oh, yeah, the modern day Republican <laughs> Party. Remind well, me who the Klansmen vote for present day. Is it the old Dixiecrats? No, I think it's the fucking Republicans. Well, that's, yeah, well, you nailed it. But what I'm saying is like, people fail to look at the shifts yeah. of red to blue. Yeah. And so they only see, well, it was Republicans that freed the slaves. Uh, no, cocksucker, because if you look at the history of the times, <laughs> yeah. you would understand that what you would perceive as today's Republican Party was actually that day's Democratic Party. Yeah, yeah I'll so give that, it to you. In name, the Republicans did free the slaves. Yeah. But you know what? Those Republicans were liberals. <laughs> <laughs> they were gross, dirty, hairy armpitted liberals. Just give everything to me for free liberals. <laughs> They were liberal Republicans. And you know what? But you, the, the saddest part <laughs> is that you could... This is what I'm saying, though. You can put honest-to-God historical facts. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest with you. I understand some people would say that historical facts can be viewed... And they're flawed. I should no. say they can be flawed. But in this instance... Oh, it's, you probably believe in climate change, too. Well, that... But I'm saying generally... <laughs> you, I understand where people say, well, the, you know, this has many layers. Of course it does. But this is not fiction. <laughs> I could put fact in front of your face. Fake news. And you're, you're right. You're going to come back at me with fake news I mean, or... Put, I'm gonna tighten my MAGA hat one more notch. It just doesn't... And spit that's on what your I'm shoe. Saying. I understand why you felt the need... To vote for anyone other than Hillary. Yeah. But I'm getting to this, or not getting, I've been at this point where it's like, the more you defend this asshole, <laughs> the less of a human being you become. <laughs> That's just me. That's just, yeah. I'm not, and I love yeah. my people. Yeah. But I'm saying, if you defend this asshole much longer, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. I do believe there's a reckoning coming. I don't think yeah. it's a people. If you if you it's read, not a blue wave, it, right? If you believe that like left-handed side of the media, it's a blue wave. If you believe the right, it's probably status quo. I think it's an in between. I think there's seats that are going to change. I think maybe they win the house, and I definitely don't think they win the Senate. But I, regardless of what happens here in the next month yeah. or two years, there's a reckoning coming. Yeah, and the election of this douchebag, this. Yankee fucking asshole who six years ago, no one in the South, yeah. no one in the South would have even considered. But now this dude takes a shit. Donald Trump could take a shit in someone's <laughs> living room, a Republican's living yeah. room in Georgia right now. They would scoop it up, have it gold plated. Yeah. And put it next to their grandfather's urn. <laughs> you know it's true. Hey, he's in here. He took a shit and right there. Doesn't make any sense. And we velvet sense. roped off that little square. Take <laughs> politics out of it. You're this. This is a charlatan. Yeah. This guy yeah. is he. He's lied at every single. I I love hearing that call he made. I think this was like late eighties, early nineties when he was really losing his grip. He was like into his twice. Yeah. Bankruptcy. Telling people he was the biggest real estate developer in New York when he was never more than like tenth 
Seriously, the yeah. families that do the real estate in New York, they're big names. Yeah. This guy was never on that plane. Yeah. His dad was, but he was never on that plane. Yeah. But he calls into some like local reporters, like, pretends to be his own Donald Trump's, I don't know, secretary or yeah. What do you call he's got it? A fam- his his PR guy. His PR guy. He's like, yeah. well, he's worth billions. And he's like, he goes on and on and about this. Donald, it's clearly you. It's not like we can. <laughs> okay, we can man, hear you can you. just you can just say that it's you. It's no. I mean, and now the New York Times does that expose where they find out he's. It was all bullshit. Yeah, he's not. And I've known this for a long time. I think he's well, probably covered it in that now. They covered it in that documentary, but it came out in the New York Times thing about the failing like, New York Times, by the way. Yeah, which by the way is having its like fourth straight quarter of its most profitable ever. <laughs> That's fake news. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they did this whole expose. Like, yeah, he's not a billionaire, and any claim to fame or wealth he has has nothing to do with anything he ever did, and it's all his dad's real estate money. Never, he's. <laughs> The Everything thing he ever tried to touch fucking failed. It always failed. <laughs> Three bankruptcies. Yeah. Uh, there's four casinos in Atlantic City. Meanwhile, even- Nucky Thompson would have eaten his shit for if Donald yeah. Trump had existed when it was actually Nucky Johnson. I don't know if you know yeah, that. Yeah, I knew that. Well, but if it he, was- if you I don't know if you know this, Enoch Johnson and Brent Hickman both were born on the same day. Whoa! All I, all my birthday shares is Tom fucking Cruise. I share a birthday with Rain Wilson. Oh, that's cool. Bill Maher. We follow him, yeah. and we follow him. Rain Wilson, Bill Maher, and Enoch Johnson. Wow, what a trifecta! And every time Bill Maher celebrates have, his birthday, I'm like, it's my birthday too. I have Tom Cruise. That's that's. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I honestly would rather have Tom Cruise as president right now, even with the Scientology. It couldn't be any. Here's the thing that drives me insane. I love Von Hessler. He calls himself a libertarian. He's, he's not. He's on right wing radio. His show is polar opposite of anything else you hear coming out of WSB, though. It's genuinely entertaining, regardless of your political bent. He never stops saying the words, the economy is on fire right now. And every time he says it, I'm always thinking, like, for who? Yeah. Everyone I know that's in my income range is still broke as shit today. This, to the same degree that they were three years ago when a Democrat was in office. Like, who's the economy? Are you referring to the stock market and what the Dow Jones closed at? Because that's irrelevant for most middle class Americans who don't have any money invested in it. So if that's what we're measuring, the economy being, quote, on fire, who gives a fuck? Because yeah. everybody what... I know is still broke as shit. And <laughs> if you follow history, every time Republicans get in power, they cut everyone's taxes. We go into a huge deficit. <laughs> then people elect a Democrat and blame the country's problems well, financially on him. I don't want to. We, we've wormholed it enough. <laughs> but I will say the last thing I'll say about that, and to your point, is that there's one particular fellow on Facebook mm. that always wants to chime in and sharp with me. Oh, yeah. Because he looks at it as. If I post anything anti-Donald Trump, and you've seen this before, I must be a rabid liberal. Are you friends with Retarve now? No. Oh, okay. God, I wish. I never <laughs> thought I'd say that. <laughs> Miss that guy, Retarve. What yeah. a guy. But he, he, it's like if I post anything that's inflammatory towards the current douchebag, mm. I must be liberal. There's no shade of gray. It's always right. black or white. And he won't listen to me when I'm like, I'm not, dude. I just think this guy, you've been sold a bill of goods. Yeah. And, but like, he's I'm always like, well, how's your portfolio? Mine's killing it. 
And what I haven't done yet, because I don't want to go so petty lowbrow, is like, can I just remind you that you own a very local, like, localized landscaping business? I'm not saying that you're bullshitting about your portfolio. (laughs) But you're bullshitting about your portfolio. You cut grass. You've got seven employees. I don't know what you're doing dabbling if you're on E-Trade. Or what's those... Online, yeah. E trade, Scott trade, Scott trade, E trade. Yeah. You you might be dabbling in the market, yeah. but your quote portfolio <laughs> is bullshit. Yeah. And I, and what's funny is I see him like anytime any people he knew from high school or or whenever for old friends is uh, anti Trump. That's his line. Yeah. Well, how's your portfolio? Yeah. Mine's killing it. I'm like. So is the grass cutting game that good? Yeah. All of a sudden, all those people who weren't getting their grass cut for the eight years Obama was in office were finally, hey, we can finally afford to get our grass cut. Call that asshole from Facebook. It's just like, what kind of portfolio does a landscape guy have? Oh, I'm crushing it. Economy's on fire. Economy's on fire, bro. I mean, I'm cutting a lot of lawns. (laughs) I got invested into coke. Uh, the thing that I always think about is like, okay, the the a lot of the tax cuts they're not even effective until April. So where where's all this money coming from? Which is the part that of we're the on lie fire. About? That's the great lie like, of it. If it's on, why is it all of a sudden on fire? None of the shit's even effective until next fucking April. So why is it on fire now? It's bullshit. And the thing that I had a laugh about this week was when Mitch McConnell's on the news talking about how our deficit's a huge problem, and, and the only way to fix it is to cut Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security. It's like. Says the man who just signed another huge tax cut for the wealthiest people in this country. Like, oh, yeah, the problem is probably these special interests. Well, I saw say it's not our fault. Uh, <laughs> really? Who's I just don't. Fault? That's what I'm saying. I just is. want. I don't. You weird turtle. Unlike you. And I know we, man. we, we agree on a lot. But like I've told you, we, I'm not as far left. I'm not left. You're you're out there, and I appreciate about that. I have respect for you on that. You know who you are. Mm-hmm. I'm not a centrist because that wouldn't be true either. Yeah, I just want balance. Mm-hmm. Balance. Yeah, like if one has the Senate, let the other have the House. Let's find because that's the only way you move forward. Where you say like, okay, this bill sucks. Yeah, but we'll consider it. If you will look at this, like you said about your perfect politician Mm -hmm. saying like, okay, well, no, we can't do this. Yeah. But we can do this. Yeah. And if you give us this, we'll give you that. Yeah. Like, well, the perfect politician, there is no can't do. The perfect politician says you get legalized weed and you get lower taxes and you can't complain about them and you can't complain about them because you both got what you fucking wanted. Now shut up and go to work. And that's the end of the conversation. Yeah. Like, I, I I just want balance. Because when the morons on the right get control, we're seeing firsthand what they do. They, it's almost vindictive. <clears throat> yeah. And that's the other problem that I have. It's not like, I don't, and I could be wrong. I'd love to hear some feedback. If you want to email, which no one ever does outside of two people. <laughs> but I don't. Recall Obama coming into office and saying, I'm going to completely tear down the Bush presidency. Yeah. 
In fact, I feel fairly confident in saying that's not what he did. <laughs> he might have had some very progressive... You were watching the wrong fucking news program. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> he might have had some very progressive ideas and things he wanted to get done. The other thing that strikes me all the time about that was... This is, this is not fake news. You can fucking find this on your own. I'm not, gonna, I'm not here to... You'll think it's fake news if you're on the other side of this, but whatever. <laughs> the minute Obama won, the... Hardline Republicans, primarily McConnell, yeah, Paul Ryan, a few, a handful of Boehner. others. Boehner, Boehner at the at time, at the time, because yeah. he's actually he's come around. I don't know if he <laughs> he's come around. I don't think he's come around. I just think he's seeing like the kind yeah. of just venom. Well, he bails at some point. He's like, "This is fucking ridiculous." Uh, that's kind of him seeing the like, "Wow, what are we doing?" Well, and to argue well, against hold on, your hold balance. On, hold on. The minute Obama won in 08, those hardline Republicans had a meeting. This is validated. Yep. When they said, we will do everything to oppose him. It doesn't matter how good or bad. Yeah. Think about that. Not, he's like, we don't agree with this decision, so we'll go against that. They said any. The sheriff is in it. Yeah. They totally, totally blazing saddled this situation. Yeah. Which is, to me, the really sad part. Welcome to our if president. If Obama had been white, yeah, different story. And I don't care. You can come back to me. You can email us. You can talk to me personally if you're family. Mm. I've had this conversation countless amount of times. If Obama's white, this is looked at entirely different. And I think that's actually being justified day to day more because, let's be honest— this country's getting into a weird racial place. We got black people getting cops called on them for babysitting white children in Atlanta. <laughs> we got people in, uh, just saying that the, a nine-year-old black kid touched her ass, so she's calling the cops. We got cops being called for a black student sleeping in her bed at, a, at an Ivy League school. I mean, go down the list. Yeah. Like, this, the racial situation in the country is far more worrying than yeah. the political situation. You got the president saying there was good and bad. There was good people in with the Charlottesville Tiki Torch fucking Nazis. You know what I'm saying? I would take a shit. I would literally, I have, I don't, I'm not a hateful person. Yeah. But with my history of studying and trying to understand Nazism and what it did to Germany, not just Germany, but what it did to the world. Yeah. Put a Nazi in front of me. You want to talk about fighting from mm. Green Street hooligans? Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Maybe they'll win. Yeah, but no, I will I'm, shit on the... F- it, it, that Nazi better win. <laughs> yeah. Because if I get the upper hand, yeah. I'm going to... Like, once they're knocked out, I'm going to open their mouth. And shit in And it. take a really runny shit. Like, an all-night <laughs> yeah. vodka-induced... Yeah. Had an IPA, <laughs> a little bit of Varsity Chili Dog, and shit in your mouth. And then I'm going to close your mouth. Yeah. And then I'm going to tape your mouth. Yeah. Because and this pinch whole, your nose. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a clothespin <laughs> on your nose. Then, yeah. If you don't die yeah. from not being able to breathe with my shit pulled in your mouth, <laughs> you'll wake up with that situation. Because yeah. I am not playing with that. Like, this yeah. whole situation of where we're going on this racial social strat in this country, that is what makes me sick in the mornings and keeps me from, like, checking CNN, sure. Fe- Fox News, you name it. I don't, I can't, I can't do it because it's like this regression as human beings mm-hmm. And the only thing I can tie that into yeah. is our current political landscape where it's being made easier to do so when you have idiots, fucking water-headed morons, mm-hmm. saying that there were good people. 
Holy yeah, tiki gonna, torches can you, can you marching in Charlottesville. Can you imagine FDR going, not all those Nazis are bad. Some of those Nazis are actually fine individuals. <laughs> it, it's just like, like what? No, no. To your point, I've had that same thought. Like if a Klansman or a fucking skinhead and I had to go toe to toe, they better hope they win. Yeah, because better I'm, win. Because I'm not only going to beat them up, I'm going to do some like medieval Mortal Kombat finish him. I'm not going to kill him. I'm not going to kill, but I'm going to I'm going to win and then I'm going to embarrass you. Yeah, I'm going to take a dump <laughs> on your face. I'm going to shit on you or pee on you. I'm going to I'm and, going to but I'm not just going to win do, and and embarrass you. It's not like I'm just going to shit in your mouth <laughs> or on your face. I'm going to make sure that it's like filmed. Yeah. I'm going to do it around your friends. Right before you pass out, when I've gotten you to that point where I've clearly won, but yeah. you're you're conscious, yeah. I'm going to say, what's your name? And they're going to be, ugh. <laughs> I'm going to be, fuck it, here's your wallet, right? And yeah. I'm just, that's when I'll do the knockout blow, yeah. right? Then you take out their fucking little wallet, and maybe even their membership card to, I'm in the fucking militia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a militia, bro. I'm in a militia. Because the government's going to take over any minute. You know, we're pretty much in control. Even though everybody I like in government's in power yeah, right man, now. We're pretty much winning. <laughs> but anywho, still, it's important. Like I just stock up on ammo. It's, I, I, I'm not, I don't want to be violent. But when I look at where we're going as a country, it's like, where does it end? Yeah. Like, it, you empower these people. And it's like, it's not just the crazy. So you can, they're fringe and they still are, believe it yeah. or not. But like when you see the, that's what gets back to with these, these whole people calling cops on people. Mm-hmm. It's like, this happened in Atlanta. Did you see this? I saw. The, the guy was black dude, innocuous, just a, a human being, an yeah. American citizen. His friends, a, he was babysitting his friend's kids. Yeah, they're in the and back this, seat of his car. This white woman just starts following him around. So she didn't feel right. Calls the cops on this motherfucking guy. Yeah. You got, like I said, it goes on and on. There's always a story now about black people yeah. getting the cops called on. The one guy, the most recent one from this weekend, he's at a fucking soccer game. He yells at a referee because his kid's playing. He feels like hey, a bad call. Yeah. White people do that all the time. Shit, they fight. They fight. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right? I used to umpire baseball. I, we both did. Those parents been there. are fucking terrible. Been there. I've had the cops escort me to my car as a as an umpire of a baseball game because of a parent <laughs> yeah. acting a fool. Yeah. This guy says one thing. The lady calls the cops on him. She's calling the cops on him. I don't know. Guy. He's just black and scary. She's I feel like black, they should be here. black and scary. Yeah. And then when black people say, like, what the hell? Have we not gotten further than yeah. this? If, more, if we say black lives matter, you say, well, blue lives matter. All lives matter. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. But it's funny because it doesn't seem like y'all get the same treatment. It seems to be like we're being disproportionately taken <laughs> advantage of more so than any of the other groups you just outlined that also matter. <laughs> For me, it goes back to 68. We have the Mexico City Olympics. And Tommy Tommy Davis, or, I don't get that name wrong, but the two dudes put their hands up. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. They're on the Olympic podium, the silver and gold winning track Olympians. Mm. It was actually an Australian. Guy's amazing because he got ostracized in his own country. Matt could probably tell us more about this. I can't remember his he's name. He's not that is... old. No, he's not that old. <laughs> but this guy was an amazing Olympian. Yeah. And it was never allowed to go back to the Olympics because he stood on the podium with the American athletes wearing the, the pen talking about 
basically just equal rights, but they put their hands up with the black glove while the national anthem was playing. It's hmm. it's a very famous story. You should look it up. As disgusting as the but, one... That happened 50 years ago. Yeah. And wow. we're still dealing with the same... If a black dude kneels for the anthem, he's disrespecting the troops. That's fucking stupid. When Tim Tebow de- kneels for that's the anthem. That's not... Don't bring Tebow into this because that's unrelated. I'm saying, but it well, doesn't, I made it the doesn't point. matter. If they kneel, they're kneeling because black folks in this country, black people in this country are disproportionately affected by police yeah. violence, by police murders. And by cunts and then with they, cell phones. And then, cunts with cell phones. <laughs> and then they don't see justice until yeah. recently. I think the big case was that Chicago case yeah. where this guy unloads on a, on a black kid walking away from him mm-hmm. with a knife little four-inch knife, walking away from him, shoots him 16 times. And I was amazed, amazed when they came back with a conviction. I couldn't believe it. I was, <laughs> this is two weeks ago. I was like, wow. Because I totally expected <laughs> yeah. the standard, well, you well, know. He's, I felt threatened. I felt threatened. And uh, <laughs> I had to shoot him and then reload <laughs> and unload the next clip. Because, you know, he was... He wasn't really moving, but yeah, I saw a little bit of breath, and that threatened me. I feel threatened. I felt threatened again. I so threatened I, again. I, I reloaded, <laughs> and I shot him sixteen more times. Title of the episode: I felt threatened again. I felt threatened again. No, but it's just what's it, worse when you say this now. That I'm sorry to go on a rant, but it's like you can't get away from it. If you have this opinion of like, man, this shit's not right. There, you're immediately like fucking libtard. <laughs> That's not what I am. I'm just saying like. This is weird. This is a weird time to yeah. be an American. It just is. Well, what's worse to me than the woman that makes the phone call and says, I just felt uncomfortable, are the just droves of turds who aren't involved who will go, well, you know, you never know. She could have been right. Because <laughs> some, some dickhole is going gonna, is gonna to reason around her decision to make that phone call. Like, well, you never know. I mean, what if she had been right? What if he had been a kidnapper? We'd all be thanking her at that point. Every situation is different. It's like, uh, it's just oh, fucking, can we it, just put all these people on an island? It's just a weird, <laughs> it's a weird headspace because I actually thought about this today when I knew I was excited to pod. And now I feel like, fuck, this has been a mess. <laughs> but I want to, I want to, be present for one of these. Yeah. Just to see, like, this person be like, I feel really threatened. I'm going to call the cops. What's up? What's going on? That black guy's just sitting in his car. <laughs> is that is that it? <laughs> is he just... Did he wave a knife at you? Is there a gun or a knife? Is there, like, someone in the trunk? Like, what? Is no, he- no. He's just like, he looked at me in, like, a really, like, weird way. And then he smiled? Yeah. And, and he, like, waved? he waved at me. And now, yeah, I feel like he's up something. I'm and just he, gonna he, call the he cops. picked up he picked up <clears throat> the left chest of his shirt to show the polo horse because I'm wearing a polo shirt too, but he's wearing a black one, and I'm wearing a white one, and every and that's that's problematic. I hate to borrow a word from the left, but that's problematic. So I'm gonna I'm gonna call the cops on him. I don't even know what he's doing in my neighborhood, anyways, because. I mean, I uh, I don't want to be racist or nothing, but there's it's no way pretty, you could afford a house it's pretty in here. White area, like <laughs> this is I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. I better I should call the police just to be safe, right? Just to be safe. And when the cops show up, and he kind of makes a quick movement to take the keys out of his car and do exactly what they told him to do, and they shoot him. Sorry, I'll feel vindicated. 
It's just a sad, it's just a weird fucking time to be. Officer, why did you shoot that black? Well, Do you know what I feel like? He was reaching for his wallet and that I, I felt threatened. To tie it back <laughs> to these original pods we used to do, and there's probably like four people listening at this at best. Uh, at this point. Real fans. Maybe. I can, uh, I'm going, Non-Americans. I'm going to continue to listen. I wanted to get, I haven't wanted to interrupt you, but I've wanted to get a beer refill for like the last well, 15 just, minutes. Well, hold on one second. Just wait one more second. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Let's take a pause. <laughs> All right. Well, unfortunately, my beer, my beer needs have lost your train of thought. Well, I forgot what I was going to say. So. <laughs> anyway, hazy little thing IPA is a official beer of the pod and also a inhibitor of us doing <laughs> good pods. Anyways, I want to go back to what I said near the beginning. I'm mm. voting for Trump in 2020. Yeah, <laughs> I can't blame you. Because the you economy's be, on fire. Yeah, you want to. He's winning. He's winning. I really. Here's the. Here's the. To bring it down to a realistic level. I and this is something like level-headed people talk about during every election cycle. I have not personally been affected positively or negatively by anything that has happened in the last white. two years. Well, yeah. And you're male. But. I, was, I wasn't positively or negatively affected by anything under Obama's reign. I was. Nice unemployment. <laughs> well, I will say this. I was I'm impacted by the health care mandate, and I was also impacted. Yeah. I was also impacted by the Obamacare thing, essentially raising everyone's health care costs. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Would that have been, would those costs have been as bad if we didn't? Still involved in two of the longest-running wars in the history of the United States by the previous administration. Well, those—that's for—that's for freedom. Was it for freedom? We're freeing those people. Oh, gotcha. It's just taking a really long time. Which reminds me of a great. I'll show you. A, I tried to tag you on it, but I There's think some it was oil so in long that country ago. over there. Sounds like they need some freedom. I, you know, the oil <laughs> argument never got me. It wasn't like we were going to get oil out of it. Communism spreading over there. Sounds like that they need some freedom. Definitely didn't happen. <laughs> But I got one of my most epic moments. And it was I know it was epic in the sense that I had like, I don't know, 30 people yeah. message me, not like DM me. Mm-hmm. I got into this argument. I thought you didn't do butt stuff. No, I didn't. <laughs> I might. <laughs> it's whenever anybody says DM. DM. Slide into my DM. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Slide it into my DM. I got into this. this it was I, I knew what I was getting into. I say that I knew that I was getting into it, but I don't know if I knew. But it was one of these arguments where it was about, like, it, it started with Kaepernick, and then it kind of rolled into, I one of these guys that I went to school with, high school with, was like, I fought for this country. I fought for the Constitution. I fought for the flag. And I was like, uh, he's, and it, the, the point that got me, <laughs> and this is, well, the point that really got me was he was like, I fought for your freedom. I, I don't know if I just had extra courage in the moment or just decided I'd I'd heard that line. I've heard that line. Of, yeah, no, I'd, I'd heard that bullshit line enough. And I was like, brother, as much as I respect your journey and what you choose to do, chose to do, mm. to join the army of your own voluntary whim, yeah. you didn't fight for my freedom. In fact, the last soldier that fought for my freedom was Probably 1945. <laughs> and before that was definitely 1777. 
<laughs> so don't give me the line about how today's soldier today's soldier did uh, fuck that we were way too late to the game <laughs> we just showed up at the last minute with a bunch of equipment and horses and said we're here well I didn't realize you were so unpatriotic yeah well <laughs> if that's the if, uh, and it turned into one of these like comments on Facebook that was like 175 comments yeah kind of Tarver but on a different level because it started to involve so many types of people. Um, Brandon Tarver, please, please do go fuck oh, yourself. Please and subscribe, <laughs> but do go fuck yourself. Uh, but it was just me trying to say, like, man, look, I didn't join for particular reasons. Mm-hmm. I had considered military service for a long time because, it, if I'm being honest, I was just so unhappy with my job. <laughs> At the time that that started, like Polly Shore and Andy Dick and in the Army, exactly. Like, hey, we'll I was get like, a great this paycheck, we'll get in shape. I get a paycheck plus they'll play for my college. This might be something to think about. And mm-hmm. I did seriously consider it and talked to my old man and went to recruiters mm-hmm. and had a general plan. Took a practice as fab. They were like, your numbers are really good. The only thing you probably couldn't do is a nuclear sub. You've seen my math. <laughs> Uh, I, I did a lot of the trying to understand like how this would look for me and considered it, and then you know. Being that I had a, I don't know, kind of rational thought, I was like, I don't think I want to be a part of this. This nothing about it felt right to me. Mm. Like, why are we fighting Iraq? I, I get kind of get Afghanistan, but only kind of. You go to the fifteen of the ninety, fifteen of the nineteen hijackers were Saudis. That was the yeah. only reason we're doing this. Go, and the Saudis are our best friends. You go to the recruiter's office, they give you the whole layout, and they're like, "So, you have any questions?" Um. Well, first question, uh, why aren't we at war with Saudi Arabia? <laughs> All right, son, this clearly isn't for you. <laughs> well, yeah, but I had, th- these were, like, I, because I, there's a stigma in this country of, like, not a, that's the wrong word, not a stigma, but as an American, it's like, if you fight for this country, you're a veteran, mm. and you, that's it. There's yeah. nothing you can do wrong unless you, as we've discussed in previous pods, kill the dude that was storing your stuff and then you end up in a prison in South Georgia and you're Yankee who does tattoos. <laughs> That's different. That's different. <laughs> but I'm saying I wanted to be a part of that in the sense that I was a guy that was totally formulated by history. Mm. I, I valued, I saw the need to fight. I saw the intrinsic value of being a veteran. Yeah. Right? But the wars we were fighting... In my years, and still are, and still are the longest, <laughs> still the longest yeah. war we've ever been in. I was like, I, I don't think I want to be a part of this. Yeah. And what was the best thing? Not the be- best thing. One of the better things that are happening is that we have a lot of friends that me and Leah have, and we went to this party, and every dude there was a vet. Mm. I don't know how that turned out to be. Maybe that because it was their party. That's probably what it was. Yeah. And they were outside, smoked cigarettes, and. Whatever joints, a lot of a lot of weed smoking, okay. and drinking. Probably need to mellow. Yeah, and there was about eight or nine of them, and they're all talking, and they're all sharing stories mm-hmm. from from basic training to A school, from A school on to whatever they ended up doing from the the suck as they called it, which we've probably heard from. There were some Marines there, there was Army there, there was Navy there, and they're all talk 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 talk. And I felt like oh, I should just not say anything. <laughs> what do you think, Siv? Yeah, uh, but they. Uh, I just want to know why we're not at war well, with Saudi Arabia. I think what? what <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make it as awkward as possible. 
But they 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 did they did get around to talking. They're like, so what's up? So how do you know Danielle? How do you know Tyler? And I was like, um, just friends. My wife's friends with Danielle. Are you sure? And someone asked, did I start? I was like, nah, man. I you played Gears of War a lot. Yeah, I was pretty into Call of Duty pretty hard. My <laughs> team won for like two straight years. We never <laughs> lost a game. My best friend in high school was on ROTC. Uh, yeah. But it was funny because when I, I... I felt this not sense of embarrassment, but just this sense of being out of place. Yeah. And they're like, so you... Uh, you sir? Somebody asked each other. I was like, nah, dog. I just figured... I'll be honest with you. Just... I didn't get it. I didn't see why we were there, and I didn't see any reason to be a part of it. And then just went to school and kept working. They're like, to a man. Now, this, of course, these were different people. Mm. And there's plenty of veterans that don't look at it this way, but they're like, dude, you made the right call. This is one of the worst decisions I ever made. I'm in, I'm at the VA three times a month. I don't get the right benefits. I'm on all these medications. But it was just funny to hear eight... Republican Congress isn't taking care of you? Yeah. (laughs) It was just funny to hear eight dudes say, like, no, man, you made the absolute right decision to not do this shit. Because we're dealing with the fallout of it. So when this Facebook conversation started, and I was like, hey, man, don't tell people, don't act like you're fighting for our freedom. You're not. Nothing about the war in Afghanistan or Iraq or Vietnam or Korea (laughs) or or, or what was the one we fought in the 80s? Panama or any place else outside, again, of Nazi Germany and imperialist Japan and the actual Revolutionary War and the Civil War, which is a totally different animal. No one, you're not fighting for our freedom. You joined a voluntary force. You're fighting a rich person's war. Yeah. If you would if that had never happened, we would be just as free in America today as yeah. we were before 9/11. Yeah. There's Absolutely. N- our freedom's not on the line. Nope. In Afghanistan. Nothing is happening in Afghanistan that I'm oh, worried about my brought, freedom. What if they brought the war here? Uh, they didn't. Saudi Arabia did, which gets back to you. Why why are we why not are we in war <laughs> with Saudi Arabia? <laughs> And you know what? I'll add this. If Afghanistan did bring the war here and then you enlisted, you would be fighting for my freedom and I would thank you for it. But it was just so weird this very moment. How many teenagers have to die in the desert before we punch out over there? Yeah. The one trophy you can wave, I think, is the body of of fucking bin Laden. Yeah. SEAL Team 6 got him. Yeah. Under the fake president. Well, that's fake news. I, I'm sure Donald Trump. So you had know, a hand in that. Let's. That's good. Let's golf clap for that. Once that was like, why the? F- <laughs> Obama said we'll be out. We stayed in. Yeah, he's just as much. That's my point, though. He's just well, as <laughs> responsible for this. He campaigned on closing Gitmo. It's it's still very open. Yeah, very very. There's, I mean, I said before, I never voted for him. <laughs> I didn't, I'm not, I, as liberal as you think I am, I never, I can't say I liked the I mean, guy. I'm pretty amazed. I know, but I'm pretty amazed you never got in that Obama vote. But my, that's my thing. Like, what was the reason I had people texting me, calling me, even calling me, which is weird. How would you get my number? About that Facebook rant that I went on with this very Republican Trumpy mm-hmm. ex-veteran, real dude. I yeah. mean, I know he fought in Ramadi. He was in not Fallujah, but Ramadi and some of these other major battles. But I was like, dude, you, what you did is 
you, mm-hmm. I don't even call it admirable. That's the dangerous part where you get into this whole like support the troops thing. Yeah. You joined a voluntary force that sent you into the desert. You lived. Congratulations. That's like the one thing. It's like, hey, man, glad you're home and making babies. Mm. Right. That's cool. You have a job. Great. But don't do this thing where you're like, I fought for you and your freedom in this constitution. And I was like, nah, son. Like, (laughs) I ain't hearing it. Like, I, I just I had reached a breaking point where I was like, no. You didn't. You didn't fight for my freedom. You joined a fighting force that paid you well. Well, that's well. probably relative. But they paid you. <laughs> paid you well and, and is not taking care of you. They're not you taking home. care of you. And what I really found the most fascinating thing to be was I reached out to other veterans, the, my friends, the people I know who I've had similar conversations with. And I was like, am I wrong on this? And I tagged them mm. or I messaged them. And... Almost to a man. My favorite response was, and this was the point I was trying to make to this fucking cum rag, was I was saying, like, you didn't fight for my freedom, and you also didn't fight for a constitution. Yeah. You didn't fight for a fight. When you were to be clear, I don't think anybody knows what the fuck you were fighting for. Well, that too, but my (laughs) the wider point of what I was saying was when you were in a firefight, I mean of and I've never been there. Can't even imagine it. Yeah. You, You know, kudos to you for I guess putting yourself in a situation where you were shooting at another man and another man was shooting back at you and no one really knows what we're fighting about, but yeah. that's beside the point. But when you're in that firefight and you got brothers to the left or right of you, that's the part I, I kind of understand, mm-hmm. right? No one cares why you're there at that point. You just got good friends that you've been with for a long time to the left and right of you. Yeah. And you've got bullets coming at you. That part, I kind of see what that's what you're fighting for. That was my point to him. Mm-hmm. When when you're getting shot at, it's not like you're thinking, man, thank God I'm fighting for that flag <laughs> or that constitution, you know? As my friend Cole once said to Brandon Tarver, that constum of fucking tuition. Yeah, the constum of fucking tuition. <laughs> but that's my point. Like you were, yeah. It wasn't like you were in the sands of Ramadi. As one bullet flies past your head, another bullet strikes the dude that you love two feet down from you, injures him or kills him. You weren't like, don't worry, bro. Flag. Constitution. It's not a fucking movie. It's yeah. not a Patriot. It's not yeah. Mel Gibson. You know what I'm saying? And he, he just kept pushing that fucking line yeah. because for him, it was political. And I was saying, dude, take politics out of this and look at it objectively. Yeah. You weren't fighting for anyone's freedom. Yeah. You are, in fact, probably taking someone's freedom. (laughs) But that's also beside the point. Realize that if this was the 1940s and Japan just bombed us, you enlisted in an army that went to invade China. Yeah. It would make no fucking sense. sense. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Japan attacks us, and we invade a completely different country. What I loved, what the aftermath was, when I reached out to fellow veterans... And I tagged them or just asked them directly via text message or email. I was like, am I wrong? And they were like, one dude just quickly responded, a guy I have a lot of respect for, did many tours. And he was like, bro, I'm not here to, he was talking to this basically Retarvian. (laughs) And he was like, we were both there. I know you, you know me. When bullets start flying, I promise you, (laughs) I don't know what your kind of political stance is right now, what you're trying to do. Yeah. But there was not a thought in your mind about the <laughs> Pledge of Allegiance yeah. or the Constitution. I promise you this. If there was a pocket Constitution near me and the bullets start flying, <laughs> I'm using that to wipe the shit out of my ass. 
<laughs> and that was that was his point. He's like, when bullets fly and you're on the other end, the last thought in your mind is a flag, the Constitution, mm-hmm. or any of that other pa- just patriotic rah, bullshit. Rah, bullshit. You are only focused on the dudes to your left and right, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. Like trying to get out of there with your lives, your life in particular, mm-hmm. but your your friends to your left and right. None of this. That's when it gets back to this argument about Kaepernick and the flag. And it's like, fuck that. This isn't. This is false. <laughs> this is false patriotism. Yeah. Because the he's kneeling. Nice. He's kneeling for black folks in this country, which we've talked about tonight, and and total injustice. Which, if you don't address, that's on you. There, nothing's going to change. It's kind of very Trumpy too, because it's like you can't change their minds. Yeah, you could say all day and night that this is not about dishonoring the troops. Yeah. God, this is crazy. We have to talk about this. Like yeah. we're not dishonoring the troops. We're not. We're not dishonoring the flag. We're simply saying, how is it in 2018? We are still dealing with the same shit that we dealt with 60, 70, 80, 100, 200, 300, 400 years yeah. ago. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't make any sense, man. <laughs> well, I just always laugh when you really step back and look at the big picture that white people came here and took this country from red people <laughs> and brought brown people with them. <laughs> and then when the brown people finally said, hey, we're people too, they said, all right, you're kind of people but we're not going to ever give you nearly as much privilege as we have. Yeah. And then after so many hundreds of years, like, all right, you can, you can share bathrooms with us, but we're not, we're not going to let you vote. <laughs> and then after a couple more decades, like, all right, we'll call you the same, but the minute one of you steps out of line, we're going to shoot you. You'll, you're lucky if you'll ever be president. Okay. Half of you can be president. <laughs> But we're, that half can't but, be Kenyan. But we're going to discredit you the whole time and oppose everything you try to do. Okay, fine. Yeah, you can. You, we'll, we'll make it look like you're equal, but you're not really equal. <laughs> we all, all right? It's like, I just, and then like one loan. I just want to point out that we're only here because you, you brought us here. <laughs> like, we'd be, we'd be happy to be elsewhere if you really trace it back. No, none of us really came here happy. In terms of an origin story. <laughs> and, you know, just the poor, just barely there Native Americans are like, hey, we'd like to vote in this upcoming election. Mm, no, 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 no. You're not American enough. Yeah, yeah we've, we've decided. <laughs> we've decided now. Uh, also, uh, what's the phrase? Where's your right? natural waterways? Because we need a pipeline. <laughs> I need to figure out how to get more crude oil into your drinking water. Yeah, is that going to be... Is it a problem? That's fine. We'll bring in some thugs, (laughs) some National Guardsmen. We'll make you look like criminals. Hey, quit hosing those black people in Alabama, and let's go hose these red people in uh, the... uh, In the northwest over here. That's what's really funny about it, is that they they can't hose them anymore. Right, you can't just have that Bull Connor, yeah. Selma Bridge hose down. Yeah. So now it's actually worse. You just get them into a situation where you can say, "I felt threatened." <laughs> so, yeah, I he had a small Swiss Army knife, but I know they can be dangerous. Yeah. So I shot him in the face sixteen times. <laughs> That's just where I'm at. I felt threatened. I felt threatened. Yeah. Um. Listen, not every episode's a winner. We've given people great content the last few weeks. <sighs> we we purposely 
de uh, denied them the original 30 for personal reasons. 31 never made it to air because of technical reasons. And that's actually a good thing, because if you think this episode was political heavy, you would not to have wanted to have heard uh, the original 31. I would. I know you want to hear it. I got to get it sent I to I don't, you. Uh, we've talked about it. You were supposed to get it up for the private listening, but. It's a lot of work to put regular episodes together. But isn't this the one together? with the, the sound that didn't go well? Well, that's the thing. Parts of it don't even sound, you can't even hear. Right, so right. So what I, what I could send to you is only, is pretty much what uh, was in the uh, bonus content of last week from Teen Wolf. Because that was the <laughs> boof. That was the 31 before it just kind of. Oh, poor Boof. Quit sounding good. Who knew her nickname was just a drinking game? <laughs> you would think that it'd be more impressive if her nickname had some connotation to anal sex. Yeah. But alas. It just doesn't. All right. Well, in the interest of keeping listeners, let's let's call it a night. Yeah. <laughs> good night. <laughs> Sorry. W-F-U-C-K! Bam! You tuned in to a heavy political hour here on the Welcome Bam. to WSB! <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna send things off American style with a back-to-back -back episode or back-to-back -back songs from Toby Keith and Three Doors Down. <laughs> Come see them live this week for USO, for all them military cats out there protecting our freedom in the uh, Far East. In the red, white, and blue. <laughs> 